Thank you. I'm not sure we should do this yet. Do what? Well, I mean, I like you and I, I want to spend the night with you. Do you mean sleep over? Well, yeah. Okay. But I get to be on top. The space goes down, down, baby. Down, down the roller goes. Sweet, sweet, baby. Sweet, sweet, don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar. Shimmy, shimmy, rock. I'm at a girlfriend, a triscuit. She said a triscuit, a biscuit. Ice cream, soda, put the on the top. Ooh, Shalita, walking down the street. Ten times a week. I made it, I said it. I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool, I'm hot. Suck you in the stomach three more times. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's Best Film Ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, he remembers how to do it. Yeah, (laughs) in the right order. I guess there's lots of time to sit back and listen and practice. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was gone for a week, because I went, oh, I can't remember the intro. I just want to spend an extra week to make sure. We told Ethan, don't you come back until (laughs) you know how to do this. Um, our guest last week actually got to do George's bit. Yep. Because the deal is, I'm always first. You're always second. Yep. And then we're like, well, then by default. It's like, very unusual for that, that to happen. That's a position of power, that yeah. one is. That's a position of authority. And so we gave that to a friend of the podcast, BFF of the podcast, actually, mm. James DeGooseman, who helped us last week with Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Mm. How did that do? In what capacity? Well, being the middle film, how did that do? Do because people tend to like the films overall rather yeah. than individual movies. So I didn't know how that settled with the Return the of the movie. King gets all the Oscar love because it's the end of the story. Yeah, um, it was interesting though because uh, the easiest metric you would think to compare it to would be Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, but Fellowship of the Ring was also the week we got a shout out from post wrestling last oh, time. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like ninety weeks ago. That's nuts. Whoa. I thought it was like, like obviously it was in that calendar year, but it was like ninety weeks ago. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So it is a bit nuts. We, a lot of people tried us out for the first time on that week. And so um, numbers were comparable, but you might go, oh, the pod's grown. The pod has grown. But that was a special week the first time. And this it time was, it, was it was a whatever. So it's looking at the usual sort of metrics. You know, I think it was a top 10 day one performance. And I think it'll be somewhere around top 10, top 15 week one performance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is fine. I yeah, think yeah. I think they're big epics. And I think the middle one, if you're going to skip one. Yeah. You know, what are people's memories? The fuzzy. I mean, the first one's the Sean Bean one. Yeah. The last one's the ending. Yeah. The second one's just, it's just a bunch Gollum. of obstacles. to. Yeah, it's the introduction to Gollum. But it's, mm. it's just, the, as far as plot goes, though. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's just a bunch of stuff to keep everybody busy. Yeah, it's why. And Gandalf the White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of why I asked, really, because it is that middle of the road movie, isn't it? But, when I When I saw it on the roster. And I, you can't do three without doing two. No. And it's not like Empire Strikes Back. We have this cool moment or this cool thing. Yes. Uh, at the end of it. For everybody who gets mad that we crapped all over. Uh, <laughs> although, although I did rank two towers higher. But storyline-wise, there was this much more. It was a more of a gasp moment, wasn't it? There was the satisfying, oh, that's what that movie's identity is. Yeah. This one doesn't have an identity. No. Unless you're re- unless you're really in your fantasy, in which case, in which case, if you get mad at me, you already love the genre, so you didn't need an identity for this film. <laughs> but I think casuals did, 
Yeah, the casuals casual. did, and there's no, there's nothing to hang your hat on on this one. No. I do enjoy that film, and I, I almost wish I put it in a thing, but that would have meant I had to watch the film. But I don't know if you guys mentioned it, because I didn't get that far into the episode, because I was um, doing uni stuff. But the Saruman, Saruman's whole ending is supposed to be in the film, gets cut from the film, and you can only see it in the extended edition of the third film. So he's just gone in the third film with no explanation, which is really stupid. I mean, I guess you could go when the trees are, like, flooding everything, he gets caught up, I guess. Mm. That's I guess, is, but, but being a wizard, you no, think- he gets stabbed at the top of a tower. Like it's yeah. it's it's nowhere near where the trees are. Oh, oh okay. I mean, it's 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 a re- it's a really weird short. Like it's the reason that um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Lee, Christopher Lee and um, Peter Jackson <laughs> fall out is because of it. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. That would have been an interesting tidbit to have on last week's spot. It would have been. <laughs> And do you know what? I thought of all the people. <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to you, be there for it. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. You, 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 you can't help uh, when uni assessments or reassessments hit mm. hit the uh, hit the airwaves or yeah. uh, or, 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 or our, our pod schedule. So such as um, one of those missed of, guess opportunities. What, I did last week. what did you do last week? Last Thursday. Guess you, what I did? What did you do? Finished my second year of uni. Hey, well Ooh. done, Ian. Well done. That's, That's pretty cool. You kind of balancing two sides there. You're you're working part time out of school. Yeah, doing um, this, doing the doing what? L- l- living that BFE life. Living that BFE life. <laughs> um, Full time uni. Uh, two other jobs. Yep. Three other jobs. Yep. Dog. Dog. All right. Yeah. Me, I'm just lazy. I'm just shows. I'm just I'm just holding down one job. Dog <laughs> That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Holding that one job and living that BFE life. See, I'm not Amazing. that busy, me. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got double the jobs I do. So I do, I we do. had a really busy, actually, in the in the education racket, um, especially if teach English. Um, it's exam season now. Yes, it so is. busy, busy, busy. Yeah, it all comes at once for you, doesn't it? It's like boom, and then all of a sudden nothing. There'll be stuff like we're always busy, but there's always there'll be certain weeks with everything's like like sort of simmering under the surface, and then certain weeks it's like wow, what is this? Yeah, but it must be quite nice with the once the year elevens go um, after the exams, you've still got that what month? About that's about five six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Five, yeah, about that, and then you, you then you're going into the six weeks holiday, aren't you? So. Yeah. The summer, summer term. Oh, it's just the whole, you guys have it real easy with your six weeks holiday. You do. Yeah. And all these bank holidays, seriously. Well, bank holidays, every, well, no, people uh, in the public uh, sector, a lot of people in the public sector. I'm pointing at someone literally clothed in a, uh, <laughs> in a uniform of one of our major, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, re- retail chains. Supermarket. You guys are never closed. Nope. No. So Always bless open. you. Bless yeah. you. No, no. But yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Hey, yeah, we have, uh, so there's weeks like last week where you work like, there was one day last week where I worked, um, I got up, at, I was at school for 7.15 to get i'm not usually there at 7 15 but this day specifically i was because it was a yeah. big day and then we had like this really specialized day where our year 11 students went and saw a different teacher every hour with a different focus about what was gonna be on the exam yep and that went till three and then at three o'clock then we had a department training time which i sort of started off and sort of set people with a couple of things to do deputize a couple of people on what, what to do next yep 
Oh no, hang on. Was that? Or did I lead on it? I might have led on some school wide via like a giant team's call. I forget which one it was. Something like that. And then at like four o'clock, I had to go upstairs for for extra specialized training <laughs> that I've been signed up for. Then I got home and did at seven o'clock a Q and A over like Zoom, basically for the, the class. Yeah. About stuff that might come up in the exam tomorrow. So ask me anything you want. And then I hung up with the year elevens and then the year thirteens who are going to university. They've got their exams as well. So at eight thirty, I started one of those. So at nine forty five p.m., wow. did I? Start Stop work. And by stop work, I don't mean stop planning or stop marking. No, I still have more of that to do. But as far as like stop facing staff and students, 7.15 a.m., 9.45 p.m., with the only exception being a drive home. (laughs) So, yes, we do. We do get we we do get those nice kind of holidays, but we also have days like that. Didn't you hear that? Yeah, that's the smallest violin I can no, make. I don't <laughs> I think I think those days are over. I think the days of people uh, going, teacher's got an easy life. I think uh, most people now know a teacher. Yeah, and, no, I know. And they know hey, kind of what's going on. If that was that easy, why is there so many teachers dropping out now? That's the deal, yeah. And there's yeah. not enough recruiting. If, if it was that easy, if if that was gig, that easy. we'd be turning them away. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, I totally understand. Yeah. I get it. So, one of those things. Yeah. Just get me. Get me. That's, that's <laughs> what we call a wind-up in this country for our, for our non-British listeners. Get your heckles up. Just, Guess what? hours i'm working this week come in oh yes i know <laughs> i know so this is this is your outdoor work monday 8 a.m monday till 6 p.m friday whoop, whoop. Boop, boop. basically 24 Ooh. hour a day responsibility of yeah. Young people. yeah so you're not you're not back for sunday then uh no <laughs> you're taking a check out of this one but that is that's not because of that that's because I'm, I'm going to a ladies day a ladies Ooh, day I, I want to go to a ladies day in Worcester mm. with some friends we oh, are lovely. basically dressing up are they also ladies they are ladies okay. yeah we are dressing up in fancy clothes day drinking and I will be ignoring the fact that it's a horse race because I don't like horse racing but um, my friends invited me so you had one of those at the, at the, at the stag do <laughs> yeah. so I totally can't be talking about I might just get crush I won't be I won't be betting on the horses because I don't want to encourage it, but like, no. it's more an excuse. There's live music there. There's food there. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to... Live music and food. The, no, the racing part of it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wear a nice dress that hasn't arrived yet. I have a backup just in case. And yeah, it's... It's always good to have sure. a backup. Um, you said you don't want to encourage the horse racing by betting on it. Yeah. Are the horses aware that they're being bet on? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pippin. Pippin says, as an animal inside <laughs> executive, um, the horses aren't aware that being bet on, but they my are aware that Pip they're not I, always treated very I well. My name is Pip, and I stand for the horses. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you who I always want to encourage, and that's our friends of the podcast, our Patreon backers. Absolutely. We've got uh, Julene, Hermes, yeah. James DeGuzman, right. Lena Oberholz, Enzo Ian Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Dwayne Smith, the Yeatmeister, Reverend Bruce. That's what I'm talking about. Nate the Great. Yeah. Andy Dixon. All right. Holly Callan. Come on. Cheesy. With Get a fish, fish on, on a bike. bike. Uh, Richard. Woo. Ryan. Oh, the cool cat himself. Ryan Kukets. And Canadian Chris Dykstra. Oh, Ooh. Canada. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Does that song actually have any other words or is it just that? Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Hockey, Canada. poutine, yeah. <laughs> what? Tim Hortons, please. What's that one? Uh, double, really double, yeah. <laughs> Why do I always sing Oh, Christmas Tree, but in Oh, Canada? 
uh, I don't know. It's a common misconception. Americans, uh, when the anthem had been sung at some early, before the internet days, you know, um, at sporting events, some people had never seen the national, Canadian national anthem because you wouldn't have a Canadian team come to play. So yeah. at the World Series one year, it was quite famous that they basically sang, the, the singer like botched it, like botched it. <laughs> oh, but again, Canada, it is the... Oh, Canada. Yeah, so you take those those three... Oh, Canada. So it just comes, goes up and then comes down where it came from, right? Yep. But oh, Christmas tree. Da, da, da. That's three notes at the same that, place. Oh, and it's it a bigger jump. Yes, it is. So actually, I don't know. I think I just thought that it starts with O and it has a C afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only it thing be, I can think of. It's like goes right in my head. I was like, ah. So if you like, if you're like, hey, I like episodes where you sing, we are going to be recording. As soon as we're done this, we're going to be opening the uh, floodgates to our friends of the podcast and we're going to be recording the second our media madness specials where we look at who is the best rock band absolutely so our pa- i know who the best rock our, band is our oh. patreon backers have uh, have submitted their votes uh, we've submitted our votes here at the yeah. B- uh, our nominations sorry here at the bfe and we will have a live march madness style countdown elimination tournament from 32 bands down to one wasn't it so much fun last time? It was a lot of fun. I think part of it's pulling them out of the hat and just oh, going. Oh, he's in. He goes, no. Because, because, ah! because we, don't have, we don't have a stable, a fixed bracket. Yeah. It's more Champions League where every, yeah, every round you put them back in the bowl and do, draw them out. Yeah, yeah. So I think, what was the one semifinal? Friends versus, Friends versus Cheers, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, what? And the other yeah, one was, like, that was like Fresh Prince and How Fresh I Met Your Mother, which in. is fine, which yeah. is fine. But there were some first rounds. There was one that was a killer in the first round. And then there were others where in the third round, you're like, how is I, I love Lucy still in this thing? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> like, it should have lost it, like, the American office, but because like, who would, uh, was like, Gavin and Stacey, was it? Yeah. 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 I think it was the big one, the American office versus Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> so I was like, oh, but we, I got plans for next year for a, a return of that same category. Ooh. I've got big plans. Yeah, yeah. You've always got big plans. Creativity strikes. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I think so. Yeah. It's good. So uh, let's go ahead and do some reflections. And corrections. Uh, first off, so many thanks to James DeGuzman for joining us last yeah, week. We were better because he had an insider's knowledge. Uh, and he was here. He was. Yep. And so I want to say thank you for that. There was some beeping. Was there? There was some beeping. Oh, okay. I tried as hard as I could to sort of ride the mute button. Um, and so <laughs> I just got to ask, I'm going to throw forward a, a question from a uh, poet laureate of the podcast. I'll read it in the form of a poem <laughs> from, from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Does James live his life with that smoke alarm beep in the background? <laughs> I need to know how. <laughs> I need it's, to know. It's like it's like it's like, a haiku. it's like a haiku. Because <laughs> we've done a few recording sessions with James, and two of the three, there's been a prominent beep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like an answering machine. Please wait for the beep, except for you don't really have to wait that long. It would drive me nuts. It would. You know what? None of this is, is a slide on James, but no, for, no, for no, any no, means, no, no, no. Uh, his contributions are great, and uh, we enjoy having him with us. I, there must be a special part in your brain where you can just go to your happy place and just filter that. It would drive. It would just drive me banana. I told you before. I had one go in the middle of the morning and middle of the night, and I had to just smash it off the ceiling. Yeah, it done my head. What a feeling! <laughs> You're gonna smash so it on the ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> I, I did. Oh, dear. <laughs> I went absolutely nuts. Is, is that Lionel Richie? Yeah, yeah not eligible for best rock band. Ah. <laughs> um, what about Elton John then? No, because he's, he's not a band. He is a band. He has he has a band with him. He's had that same band from That's day fu- one. He's always marked as Elton John. It's not the Elton John band. Mm. 
I might argue that. What, what about when no, he did it's not. No, the Muppets? The musicals are electric mayhem. In the music videos, in the music videos, it's not. Oh, here's a question that came up. I'll throw it out now. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, best fictional musical artist of all time? Electric Mayhem. That's why I thought of it. Electric Mayhem? Um, Who's the band from the Muppets, in case anybody's struggling to picture that? I'm not a fan of that show, and I'm really sad. I suppose Spinal Tap was one, isn't it? Spinal Tap would count. Um, Sex Bob-omb. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You can do that. Even though, you know, for the most part... Oh, oh, oh. What's the name's oh, not in oh, it? Oh, oh. Clearwater. Um, yep, Stillwater. Stillwater. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, almost famous. <laughs> yeah. It's on my short list. I gotta give, it, I gotta give something, because it's on there. That's brilliant. I gotta give some consideration to uh, Infant Sorrow. All the snow. Russell Brand and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, he's so good. Is he? Is he? But basically he's playing himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's playing himself with people kind of governing him. So the follow-up, get him to the Greek, sucks. Oh, okay. So he's That's got why it's hard. Going. That's why it's hard is because... Um, his first performance is brilliant. And the second one, because he goes from being a side character to being a main character. Oh, okay. Because they, oh, like, they liked all... him the first time around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes things are just better and suited to side characters. And when you've got... It was a different writer. So, like... Because okay. the character was created by... Um, oh, what's his name from How Much Your Mother? Jason, Jason Siegel. Siegel. And then the follow-up... <laughs> The script was by someone else, and Siegel just gets a characters created by ah! writing credit. Oh, okay. So, sorry, what's, what's, is this, what's this supposed to be? A seagull. Ah! Ah! Okay, it sounds like your seal of approval. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty similar, isn't it? It's probably the same noise, yeah. Um, where are we at here? So, uh... <laughs> more of a- yeah, but yeah, you just you triggered the dog. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry, sorry, Pip. Sorry. Uh, Russell the Posty continues to go, hey, Russ. I'm far more familiar with Jackson's pre-Lord of the Rings work in horror slash splatter slash black comedy, so I cannot get used to anyone calling him sir. Also, you're too harsh on yourself with the audio gremlins. I put a little disclaimer ahead of last week's episode. Oh, okay, um, because of the lag and everything. Uh, just yeah, I so said there's a couple of audio gremlins. There's a lag. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. bits where you have to ask him to repeat himself. Bless him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technology was not on our side last cool, week. That reminds me of the old uh, Zoom days. The old Zoom days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't notice any beeps, but could hear birds chirping. Was there a window open? Not, dude. There were beeps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, very nice to hear author Ellie Griffiths get a mention from Liam. My wife has all her books. Yay! Cool. She's great. She's a very, very, very lovely lady. Um, we've also got something from the lovely Lestat. Hey, Lestat. Who just says Lord of the Rings is boring, slow, and only a technical marvel, not a good movie series. I asked that question last week where I went, is this a movie you have to see? Do people have to see this film? And I'm like, I don't think so. Mm. The series? I, I, I don't went, think you have to. They built it I went 22 years something. without seeing any of them, and I would happily have gone But now that you've seen them, now that you've seen them, if someone said, oh, I haven't seen those, you're like, oh, you should. No. Okay. I saw the. I've only seen the first one. I was not. Do you know um, why I think you should watch it once? To see any of them? Wasn't the first one one of your picks? Yeah, because I, yeah. I wanted to know what the hype was. Yeah. Because everyone's like, "Oh, well, it's so great!" And then she bails on movie two. No, but do you know because why? It wasn't so great. Do you know why? I think well, no, you bail because you were busy, not because the and film no, wasn't yeah, so great. And I was busy. We do not do that on this podcast. No, we don't. I was. We busy. don't go. I don't like the. Se- oh, I like the first one. I'm not seeing the second one. I was doing uni work and a reading for a musical audition. Yes, no, I was busy. But Liam, you say? Do you know why I think people should watch the movies? Because there is so much hype, make up your own mind. Whether you, you can only watch them once. I mean, that's on the poster, isn't it? 100 films to watch before you oh, die. I mean, that's what we have to watch. No, if someone was, I, I really wouldn't tell them they had to watch it. No, but, but wouldn't you first be one, curious? First one, maybe. And well, then, no, but you can tell about any film. Their own, yeah. yeah, but no, but there was such a big hype about There's, that. I think when you put your name, when you here's my thought. When you put your name and you recommend a film to someone, you're kind of putting your brand 
on that recommendation, right? Yeah. So if I'm going, oh yeah, you got to watch this. It's kind of saying, yeah, but I'm not saying you got to watch it. I'm saying, do you think if you if you curious about why everybody's have such a big strong opinions on it well that's why i nominated well, it could be, could be do you know what i mean yeah that could be it was such a big franchise at the like, time I guess, yeah i guess it's a different the different kettle of fish if you want to have access to the conversation about the super mario brothers movie for instance <laughs> i went and saw that why yeah, yeah, because yeah. i wanted to have a thought on on on, on the conversation yeah yeah, yeah. Peaches, peaches, yeah that's the only peaches, thing this thing's peaches, gonna be known peaches. for is jack jack black is like the one saving grace of that film he really Aww, is he really is he's such again, a creative ethan, it's a ter- ethan it's a terrible film i said it's I a enjoyed terrible it. film i said wow. i enjoyed it enjoyment and saying if it's a good film or not do different things all right <laughs> no i mean i was sitting there talking to well i don't know because it was a good film i was talking to uh, our friends over at spy hards about american made yeah which you and i watched one day uh, before really? we had a podcast yep and the question was uh i think i said hey we're uh when people saw it, I said, Liam and I watched, I remember it being a lot of fun. And they went, any car chases or explosions? And I went, uh, no, we both, in, uh, I, said, I said, we both enjoyed it. <laughs> so, but there oh, was a car explosion. I said, yeah, I mean, it is one of those movies that you can just, you can just have fun. It was based it's on. It's not about, not everything has to be Citizen Kane. It was based on real life though, wasn't it? It was loosely based L- on. Very like, loosely. Well, yeah, very yeah. loosely. But with his scrapes that he was getting into and the people he, he was meeting, in the early days, and all the money he was making, yeah. you're thinking to yourself, how on earth are you going to get out of this? Yeah. You know, so that was one of them. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Les, uh, sorry, Nate the Great jumps in and says, I'm sorry I said you and Liam don't like superheroes movie. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth. I'm like, guy, guy, oh, guy, guy. All right, we're good. We are more than good. We are good. I said it's all in fun. Yeah. And he res- very he res- dare you. He responded. <laughs> he responded. I just don't want to be the person who says something maybe he shouldn't and doesn't acknowledge it. Luckily, you're all cool with the BFE. Nay, hey, come on, guy. Come on, but come on guy. I tell you what, there was a little bit of feather ruffling for all of two seconds in the in the, in the, in the group Twitter chat this, this week. <laughs> where uh, I forget. Oh, it was... Uh, it was Hermes and I can't remember. Hermes and someone were talking about the difference best was movie the, ever and favorite movie ever. Oh, okay. And so Hermes. It was Nate. Maybe it was Nate. Hermes quoted me and went, <laughs> "Oh, now you're getting into Ian territory because is it best or is it favorite? Which one is it?" Yeah. And so I did the whole gif of Biggie eating the popcorn, <laughs> <laughs> and then they all like made up instantly. <laughs> the, minute, the minute they knew I was watching. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was cheesy. It oh, was cheesy. cheesy. That's it. It was yeah, cheesy. Yeah. They're like, we're not going to give you the satisfaction of watching this beef. We're going to shut it down. <laughs> and then we have a uh, shout out from uh, a new listener, as far as I know. Uh, I, I, the, the account name is Cafceps, C A F C E P S. Yep. Talking about our first Media Madness episode, saying, "What a strange episode." Gavin and Stacy better. Of an only fools what <laughs> U- uk office blackadder curb not getting a mention and i was like hey just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad and he said i never said bad and i went well fair enough or strange to make bad i said okay fair enough well done i yeah. yield i yield uh, but I, I will say only fools and horses sucks do, do you know what no i will defend only fools and horses i'm not a big fan yep but as an overall series i'm not a fan right but odd episodes it's because it's the same no, four jokes. You know, what, you, know what, you, know what, you know what Only Fools and Horses is? It's those hard candies that Shanann always has at her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you show up, and you don't even really like them, but it's, it's nice that. to know they're there. <laughs> if she had a different kind of candy, or she didn't have any, you'd be like, where's the candy? Yeah. It's <laughs> the queen of TV. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, just, you're just used to it. Oh, 
the, the crown might be the queen of TV. I never but, seek it on TV, uh, and I never seek to watch it anywhere it's just, else. It's just on. But if it's on, yeah. and there's a certain episode that I know I like, then I'll, yeah. I'll watch it. I'll see it. I mean, it's, it's not dread. I'm, I'm, I'm being hyperbolic. It's not dreadful. No. I just didn't find it to be anything special. But the big thing for me, of course, was Gavin and Stacey beating The Office. But, you know. I think it was Andy Dixon who put the dagger in my heart on that one. <laughs> I think he had the tie-breaking vote on that one, and I was like, the minute it went to him, I'm like, I'm so losing this. <laughs> he fell on the sword. There is no way he's going to choose the non-British show on this one. <laughs> Speaking of Nana's, I went uh, for lunch with Nana's the other day. Oh, How's she doing? She's she? really well, yeah. She wanted some new roses for her garden because she's been digging up her dead plants. Um, and so we went to get some and she was disgusted by the price of roses so instead bought about 20 other smaller plants that probably cost exactly the same yep. as the four roses that she wanted <laughs> but she was happy with the rest of her for plants. a brief window we had nana reviews we remember did. that nana speaks, nana yeah. speaks. that was great it was uh, those were those were the days though when we were all separate because of COVID, yeah. and you were like sending mm. we were sending stuff in, yeah, yeah. and just going here we go. I watched them when and Nana- life was a lot harder and have this thing and yeah. <laughs> Nana always comes around on a Sunday afternoon for the most part. Obviously not this weekend, but um, and she uh, yeah she likes to watch the films with me. But now if I come now when she like arrives at like two o'clock and I'm going out yeah. at like three or four, she'll be like, oh you got the film thing? I'm like yeah. It's like are you doing any shows at the moment, Georgia? I'm like no, they're doing one in Wallington. Like is Ian in it? Like, uh, no, not this time. Is Liam in it? Like, <laughs> no. Like, well, how am I supposed to see his pink hair then? <laughs> Yours is always your hair. It is. Yeah. I always get, Ian's very talented. <laughs> <laughs> so even Nana knows. Acknowledge. Don't right. do that to my Nana. <laughs> no, that's, that's what we always fair. say to people when we ain't got nothing good oh, to say. Oh, I want your dad and I want to one day just walk up and go, I acknowledge you. <laughs> that would be funny. I'd invite her on, but you'd get a load of nonsense for about, it would be a six hour episode. <laughs> I, I have a Megs on. Then. I will say this, <laughs> with no Megs and no Ethan, if you had told me we were going to get through, yes. when it's four hours for sliding doors if you told me we would have got through a two towers in two hours 45 that's nuts See, that is nuts that was why i was like okay i need to do coursework and i know it's three hours to watch the film and do then it's not gonna be try to spin this like you did us a kindness by not showing up no, last no, no, week no, 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 no. Yeah. i'm not I, i'm not i was gonna say my shock when i looked at the episode okay i'll be like four hours i can do that we'll do it. and it was like two hours i was like what? Okay. One of the few times, actually, in a long time, where the episode length was less than than the actual film, than the actual film itself. Yeah. That's, that's like never. That might have been. Like, that's over a year, yeah. I think, since that's so happened. That a, like, there's no way we're we're doing it today. <laughs> so, so, so that wasn't a deep dive. That was no, a semi dive. We're at 25 minutes. It's only 14 pages, but we're at 25 minutes. I'm on the top of page two. Oh, there we are. <laughs> there we are. We're doing well. We're doing well. Um, so there we go. So uh, we got some shout outs. If you're wanting to get a little bit of uh, communication with us, best way to get a hold of us is on Twitter. Twitter. At Best Film Ever Pod. Uh, we want to thank Carlo for the love. Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die for the love. Carlo's podcast, on the other hand, uh, is called The Movie Loot. Give that a listen. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Uh, Hermes and I got into a debate about the Two Towers poster. Oh, yeah. Because I said the Two Towers poster isn't. Uh, is is a terrible piece of uh, film advertising. And I got some pushback from Hermes because he said it's like a perfect poster. And I said, explain how... Bi- Do I have to tell you guys to put that away again no, this sorry. week? <laughs> yeah, go it's on. not me, I'm just no, playing. You're allowed to play with the Play-Doh, <laughs> but when you start looking at each other, the shapes you've made, and you're clearly no longer listening. I was, was listening. listening. Yeah, okay. You said you the I put up with people lying about paying attention. No, well, I can multitask. That's my Monday to Friday. <laughs> two Towers poster, and Hermes says it was a perfect poster. Here was my like, question. No. Why is... 
why is uh, Liv Tyler like the second biggest character on that? Poster? Exactly. Yeah. Why? There's I mean, no she's difference. only a dream sequence. And, or remembering. And sequence. Gollum looks like something that the T one thousand created. Yeah, he looks like liquid metal yeah. <laughs> in the poster. I'm looking at this poster now because I've not seen it. I, I never focus on it. Um, this is bad. It is. It's everything I hate about like from, Marvel from, movie posters. From a distance, it looks like a really good poster. Yeah. And then when you start yeah. weighing, and you go, yeah. "Why is why is Arwen like three times the size of Ewan?" I don't understand that. Yeah, you know? it makes no sense. It doesn't make maybe, make him make him the same size, so we get the idea of his struggle between the two women. We, yeah. we could do that, or make Ewan bigger because she's you know the bigger role in this movie. Yeah. Did he get stuck with names and just like changed the vowel at the beginning? <laughs> I think I think Tolkien had a couple. Yeah, you're not wrong. He was like, "Yeah, good enough." That'll do. <laughs> That'll do, Donkey. That'll he, do, boy. He had like a boggle board, and he went, <laughs> "All right, I've done that." But if I go this way, I can use those same starting two letters. <laughs> uh, and so he sent me something that said uh, it was a Ric Flair gif that said, uh, "You keep your mouth shut, punk." <laughs> and, then I, and then I sent him a gif that said, "Should I continue?" And the thing I want to know if he got was that my gif was said by CM Punk. Yeah, so when so he said, you keep punk. your mouth shut, punk, Yeah, I want to know if you picked up that I actually returned fire, both A, with a wrestling gif, and B, with the guy named Punk. Isn't that weird how I got it, and I'm not even a wrestling fan? That's true, but you but are me. coming with me I am. to see All In I'm so at excited. Wembley, and CM Punk will be there. Someone Ooh. told me that the Paige girl, who we watched on Fighting With My Family, yep. she's going to be there. Yeah, she'll be there. Yeah, but under a different name or something? Under a different name, under her like actual like Soraya, old school name. Yeah, yeah, Soraya, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. How cool would that be? I'm so looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, it's totally all right. Yeah. I'm oh. a bit jealous, yeah. Are you? Yeah. Oh. Would have been good. It would <laughs> a BFE day out. <laughs> Wrestling outing. Whoop, whoop. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that with you and let you, you wrestle with that some thought. <laughs> Something to wrestle with. Uh, we got some other uh, shout outs. Uh, Shy Burgerfreund says, I started listening to your recent episode. I appreciate the shout out. Well, we appreciate you, Always. Shy. By the way, I'm completely fine with you not loving the Boondog Saints as much as I do. It's a cult classic, but definitely not for everyone. I liked it. Yeah, Ethan didn't. Uh, Josh celebrated his gift, but Richard really didn't. Josh celebrated his gift of the week win God Mode style. Uh, that was last week of Rosary. There was only three options. Apparently, Julene's pick was, uh, the actress was Rosario Dawson. Uh, oh, Ahsoka. No, Ro- Ro- Rosario Dawson. Ahsoka's a, a, a fictional character, yeah, Ethan, I that know, she plays. I know. Oh, I, I, know. I, I know you think Ahsoka's the real life thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, so- I thought Rosario Dawson was the character and Ahs- Ahsoka was the, was the actor. That oh. is the joke I'm trying to make, yes. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> so, uh, but yeah, if I picked up on that, maybe, although I still think I would have gone with who I went with, but uh, it was it was a good bit of lateral thinking. I just didn't pick up on it, unfortunately. Um, so there we go. A gift of the week this week was Arrow. 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 Uh, Chris Peterson went with a non-pop culture one, which I actually appreciated. Of a kid shooting at like a little like plastic arrow in his own house, and it bounced off a couple of walls and hit him in the Aww. face. <laughs> thought that was funny um <laughs> russell the post he did a wwe reference which i'm always known to like damian priest um he had a thing where he shoots an arrow like mimes it it was cool did anybody do a robin hood reference uh anthony and davies kind of did oh okay i, I any other week this would have won <laughs> spoiler he came in second buddy uh troy <laughs> uh so deanna troy as robin hood on the holodeck shoots an arrow but then the camera pans over and you see it's hit lieutenant commander data who's dressed as friar tuck <laughs> and i laughed out loud that was funny josh my next favorite movie something with a mongolian army in black and white where a bunch of 
arrows narrowly missed the guy. It, it's funny. But the winner has to be friend of the podcast, poet laureate, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who did the famous arrow through the chest message for you, sir. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you actually said that line on stage twice. Twice, yeah. Well, two, well more than twice, but in two yeah, different yeah, yeah. productions. Two of, productions. Yeah, that used to be, oh, I'd say this, but you don't know this. You should. There used to be a messaging service long before Facebook Messenger, yep. long before WhatsApp, long yep. before any of the new ones the kids are using, long before MSN Messenger, there was something called ICQ. Don't remember that at all. And ICQ was like this bizarre instant messaging service. But the, co- the cool thing was you could... Pip has just pulled out the video feed. Okay. Oh no! The cool thing is, uh, you could you, you you're getting up, but you don't know what to do. So I will go I do it. Put it back in the hole. Um, is it not just the USBs come out? No, I think he's just played with it. But I need to go there and I need to shut down another program once it put, starts up, okay. so you won't know what to do. That's uh, that, yeah, I'm being respectful on this one. <laughs> I will finish my story though. Yeah, go for it. Which was uh, you could set like a custom sound effect to go in. So every time I got a message, it was thong message for you, sir. Which <laughs> sounds great until you're getting like seven of them at once. I just shut up, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So the message, without question, uh, the win goes to. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. On this week's gift of the week. If you want to play, wait till you hear the random word at the end of the episode, and then send us a gift to our Twitter account, Ask Best Film Ever Pod. Uh, while we get this set up, why not leave us a review? Apple or Spotify, I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is a magic number. I'm going to throw Ooh. out one last question that Hermes and I were talking about this week. Yep. Is Jim Carrey a good actor? Yes. Oh. When he's not buffooning around, the guy can actually act. Um, you know, you see films like uh, Ace Ventura. You know, anybody can do that, really. You know, put I'm a few gonna faces. I'm not going to lie, I don't really, haven't really seen very you know, many of them. Mask, you know, he's hiding behind a mask. So that's not really acting, is it? No. But when you see him in, uh, what's that TV one where he's stuck in the TV? Oh, Truman Show. Truman Show. Yeah. You know, and you watch him in um, Man in the Moon when he played Andy Kaufman. Oh, that's its whole other thing as well. Amazing. And and people like, um, they got real actors from the day, like um, Danny DeVito and Mary Lou Henna and... Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher and, Lloyd and all these different people. Yep. And they said that was like being in the room with him. It's like having Andy Kaufman there again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, I'll give the guy credit. It's when he's not buffooning in. Buffooning in? Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult right. because I famously hate Jim Carrey. Um, I do not like him. I don't know if I come... I think I was being hyperbolic and being like, the guy's not a good actor. I don't know. I don't know. Like, for every one of those, there's a liar, liar. Yeah. For every one of those, there's a Batman and Robin. Yeah, you know I what know, I mean? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Because I've, I've had the same thought. Because somebody asked me that before. Hang on, not Batman and Robin. Batman Forever. Batman Forever, yeah. Yeah. Ironically, Batman and Robin's the one after Robin joins him. The weird thing is, <laughs> the weird thing is, Robin it's not, Williams. It's not give away Robin's in this. <laughs> Wonder what part Chris O'Donnell's playing. <laughs> Robin Williams was actually going to play the yes. brother in the third mm. movie. Yes, but when um, Burton came off board and Keaton came off board, yeah, because you and I got in a fight about this. I I threw down the gauntlet that you were wrong, and then I had to come on the next week and go, nope, I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I went to Jim Carrey's. I, I I've learned they had to they had to pay him off. Yep. Yep. Well done. So, yeah. So Acknowledge for, me. So I don't know. It's a year and a half ago. No, <laughs> like, at least a year and a half ago. All right. Um, see, I don't know really where to go with this. It's, uh, 
if you're a good actor, can you not be a good actor more often? Or, or are we just so attuned to him being a buffoon that when he actually is, does a half what job, do we overcorrect and overinflate the performance? No, I don't think so, because I thought that myself, because... <laughs> I love Days Ventura, but I was only a kid when I saw it. I hate Days Ventura. But, uh, no, I, st- I still, I still like it a little bit, but I, I don't like Dumb and Dumber. I don't like Dumb and Dumber. I don't mm. like. The, I've never made it through it. I don't like The Mask. The I mask don't like Days Ventura. Okay. I don't like Liar Liar. Liar Liar. I don't like. Oh. Um, that's the cable guy. I hate that. Never saw that, but was actually quite interested about it. Oh. But number twenty, the number, yeah, that the one, number twenty three, which Hermes requested one of these. There's a mistake. I think he called it number 21 the first time he brought it up. So I don't pick it up on it, but he did. But he wanted that for himself. I don't know. I don't know. It's not not like an Adam Sandler thing where there's enough like Sandler things where, okay, he's good at acting, but he's just choosing not to. But I can only think of like maybe one. Adam Sandler's not a great actor. Mm, I I think when he's in something good, I think it was the Merowitz story, uh, and then the the, the oh. one that came out a couple of years ago. Was it, um, I'd be more inclined to call. No, I haven't seen that. What you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some things, which I thought Sandler's not bad in. Mm. I'm more inclined to agree with Jim Carrey. If I was to rank them, I put Jim Carrey as a better actor than Sandler. Um, that being said, I love Truman Show. Truman Show is mm. great. I love Truman Show. Uh, <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. He's very good in as well. I haven't seen. Oh, that. I forgot he's in that. He's yeah. very good in that. So is that the anyway. one with Kate Winslet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rumor has it they swapped roles right before they started filming. Basically, wow. Where really like glad. everything they were going to do with maybe not like lines, but like everything she was going to do with, with her character. Yeah, she was going to be like because if you think about it, for a mo- oh, if you, if you see it, <laughs> um, the way he plays this part is more what you'd expect Kate Winslet to play her character as, kind yeah. of reserved and quiet and a little bit you know overly anxious. Yeah, and she's this free spirit. Ah, oh, cool. So it does feel like it's the opposite. And I just wonder if it's that against typeness. So yeah, I yo-yo on Jim Carrey. I yo-yo. It's very few and far between. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd say yes, he is. A, he is a good actor. The, like I say, watch Man in the Moon. Uh, yeah, it's one I got to catch up on. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. why, why There's are a really we- interesting documentary about that as well. Sorry, no, you're fine. Yeah, because uh, it, it's all. It's all method. He does it all method, and yeah, he never breaks. He, he, he went method on. Yeah, I, I, heard, yeah, all, the, I heard all the buzz. Yeah, yeah. The documentary kind of not puts the film in a bad taste, but I go, oh, okay, this that that's. I'm not sure how I feel about it. He kind of goes through his run where he wants to be a serious actor, kind of like similar to Tom Cruise, where he goes for about three years. I want my Oscar, <laughs> and he really tries to be because he did what's it called, the Prestige, the Majestic, the Majestic. Yes, the Majestic. <laughs> he does the Majestic, and that was some like Oscar bait. And he does a bunch of movies that are kind of designed to get him in the conversation, and he doesn't really go anywhere with it. I keep might get a nomination for Truman Show, I forget. And then uh, he kind of calls it a day like Tom and goes, fine, I'll just make all the money then, if that's, what, that's what's, how it's going to be. Uh, unlike those who find their way to Oscar's success story, like the actor in today's movie. Let's pivot there. So pivot. why are we doing big? We're doing it because, hey, you can't do big film summer without yeah, doing big, big. and then uh this is the th- this saturday coming up is the 35th anniversary of big oh my god yeah no. it's quite big in it that's why it actually makes the, the list it wasn't just because i called it big film summer I actually just worked the branding the other way around oh i Love thought that. that was why at first no 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 um i was like wow he's really clever doing that no no i just i just, I just saw the clever parts to look at it going up big okay i'm just gonna change the name of the summer this week do you know what? i saw <laughs> things in this film that i hadn't seen i've seen this film many 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 times but I've never seen it in the same way I saw it this time around. 
And at one point, I freaked out, and I had to stop it to Google it. I thought, I was convinced. Um, yeah, I'm who, pulling a Megs and jumping ahead on me, are you? No, I just thought Huey Lewis was in it. Oh, no, no. He's not. Oh. No, I know. Yeah. But there's a guy that's a dead ringer for him. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> that's okay, then. Um, so let's go ahead. Uh, Felix stopped by. It didn't take him long. No. It's not a very long film. So he went ahead, and here's the pitch. After wishing to be made a big, a teenage boy wakes the next morning to find himself mysteriously in the body of an adult. Do you know what? That, sounds, that was good. Huh? That was good. But do you know what, right? That could have gone terribly wrong, couldn't it? Wow. I mean, there were a bunch of these movies around this time. Yeah, but I mean, I wish I was big. I could have been a giant. I could have been... Yeah. Yeah, if this was like one of those like monkey's paw situations. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it is left a little bit unspecific. Is, Thankfully, Zoltar knew what his heart meant. If, if he'd have said, I wish I was you look, at, you look at those red eyes of Zoltar. There's a guy who cares about your wish. <laughs> I think he actually just meant he wanted to be a bit taller so he could go on the ride. But. Yeah, well, he was, basically. He wished he was a little bit taller. He wished he was a baller. He wished he had a girl who was good. He would come. <laughs> They're going to rap later on in the film. I'm going to do my rapping now. Uh, <laughs> Hit me in the stomach two more times. Um, yeah, so directed by Penny Marshall. Do you know Penny Marshall only did seven films in her career? Really? Yep. Uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yep, that's good movie. Huh? I like Jumpin' Jack Flash. Uh, big. Awakenings, A League of Their Own. Yeah, I love Renaissance Man, own. The Preacher's Wife. Yeah, ooh. Nice little film. Yeah, yeah. Riding in Cars with Boys. Kind of dark film. Is that the Drew Barrymore one? Uh, yeah, I think I kind of remember it. Oh, I just remember feeling sad the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, cinematography by Barry Sonnenfeld, who ends up being a director in oh. his own right. Uh, he did cinematography on Raising Arizona, Throw Mama from the Train, When Harry <laughs> Met Sally in Misery, wow. and would direct Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, Woo. Get Shorty, and the Men in Black trilogy. Wow. Mm. Aha, aha, slap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I am a vessel of love. Do you reckon we can um, get him on the podcast? Very Sonnenfeld? <laughs> no. No, Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> he might be that desperate nowadays. No, he's not going to. Looking for work. <laughs> if we're doing it, we're doing it not live. <laughs> we're doing it over a Zoom connection. I don't yeah. want him in the room with me. He would slap you. He'd slap a taste out of my mouth. He'd go, get those. Words out I, of your mouth. I would not take the slap as well as Chris Rock did. No. Chris Rock. That's why everyone thought it was a bit. Yeah, because Rock just just doesn't sell it. I think he was. I think he was just um, shocked. No, but he doesn't even like like go down. He doesn't move off his feet. He just stands and takes it. Yeah, I'm not sure. My I'm not sure I can do that. Plus, my pigmentation is so fair, but like you'd see his handprint on my face. To be fair, <laughs> there'd be no question if I got slapped or not. Will Smith did do a bitch slap, didn't he? He did like a full <laughs> wind up, a full wind up. Yeah, and even then he couldn't t- take over the Rock. There no. is a skill to it, not reacting to being hit. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's more genuine shock. Chris Rock? Yeah. Because well, a, a couple of seconds go by, and it's like he's just registering what's happened. Yeah. And you can see... And he, he does sort of stumble over his words, and, and he, I do that a bit when something throws me when I'm when I'm hosting the pod or I'm teaching. And you can see he's embarrassed. Yeah. You know, right. But so. it's just how do I process The whole world's watching. I don't have time to figure out how I want to react yeah. to this. Yeah. And he's trying to be professional. Yep. So, you know... He probably made himself a comeback by not doing it. Because yeah. everybody just wants to hear a story now. So he got himself a Netflix special and all that stuff. Do you know what? I'm 100% behind him. Will Smith can go Yep, jump. I'm 100% team Chris Rock. Yeah, me too. Yep. I'm throwing Rock. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm throwing Will under the bus. Yep. Uh, music <laughs> by this guy who did a, what was it called? The Pursuit of Happiness? Yes. Yeah, good luck there. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, music by Howard Shore, who did the film last week. Oh, nice. Uh, Ethan, the film last week, you missed it, was Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. <laughs> but he also did oh. Silence of the Lambs, Mrs. Doubtfire, Philadelphia, Edward Seven, Crash, That Thing You Do, Dogma, Gangs of New York, wow. The Aviator of a Departed, The Hobbit Trilogy, and Spotlight. That is such a, oh. a great body of work. If you was going to impress somebody with the work you've done... If you I could, said... It's like, it's like being the BFE. If I it? said it's not Hans Zimmer, and it's not... Horner. Jack Williams. Williams. John. John, yeah, thank you, Jack Williams. <laughs> if it's not one of those two, his famous brother. Guess how many different composers composed that list? You probably go four or five. Yeah, you wouldn't think one guy yeah. had done all that. No, that's amazing. No, that's good. Good on him. Um, first time I saw this, Georgia. I know yours was today. I don't think it was actually. Oh, no? okay. I think I had seen it a while ago, but I think I repressed it. Okay, Ethan? That doesn't sound good. Must have been like eight, eight or nine, I think. This is like the second time I've seen it, though. I didn't like this as a kid. I've owned that one up. Oh, I did. Yeah, so this is kind of the nature of our relationship, it isn't is? it? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you think me and you would have been friends at that age? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't like a mean kid. Far from it. I was a pretty happy kid. The question would be more like, would you have been friends with me even the other way around? <laughs> I don't think you'd have naturally been friends, but if you'd have been in the same class, you wouldn't have killed each other. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I'd have still hugged you at the end of the year. All right. <laughs> uh, so, the first time I saw this was like video release kind of sort of stuff. I didn't see it same. first. I didn't see it first go through. I didn't see it at the too cinema. Young. Too young. Too young. Too young. I wasn't, yep. what was this, 1988? So, I'd have, I'd have been in England. I'm not even sure. Okay, so I'd have been over here at the time. Yeah. So, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure how much of a theatrical release it got over here. I can't remember. I don't, yeah. This didn't make it. This didn't the make first an impact. film I remember having a big impact was uh, Batman. Oh, yeah? That was in 89, wasn't it? That was huge. Batman, I was in Canada. Was I in Canada for that point? That's 89. When? <laughs> no, but when? Because I moved back to Canada in 89. Yeah. Oh, no, right. just, I'm just giggling because it's just like, you just went, when? As I if think Liam it's... Like, has a category like he's pretty good. brain he's pretty good. for what month it came. Things no. came out in. Well, it's like what year it happens. I almost August. always defer to, yeah, defer to Liam. Yeah, but like not <laughs> what month of this year. Oh, August in the UK. It's, uh, June in, in the US. I move in November of 88. Maybe I move in November of 88. Oh, okay. Hang on, I was. I know how old I was. No, no, it wasn't November of 88. Okay, yeah. So I would have been. Yes, I would have just. This would have come out just before I left England. And then Batman came just after I yeah. moved to Canada. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because it was huge. I remember, I remember that everywhere. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, sex, baby. Let's talk about you <laughs> and me. <laughs> uh, context corner. Uh, there's a film called De Grand, which has been said to be the inspiration for this film. I'll run it down a little bit at the end of the review. The Grand. Okay. Da 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 Grand. Da Grande. Da Grand. Yeah, it's an Italian film. Yeah, Grand from '87. Grand meaning big. Yeah, the big. The big. There we are. Written by Gary Ross and Anne Spielberg. Ah, any oh. relation to Steven? Yep, her brother Steven was attached to direct the film and wanted to cast someone else in the lead, but Spielberg dropped out when his son Max was born and due to scheduling conflicts with Empire of the Sun, a film I've never seen. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Brilliant. I've noticed no desire to see it, really. Is it oh, good? Oh, it's good. Okay. Christian Bale as a probably 11, how, 12 I was say, old. How old must he be then? Yeah. He was so young. Brilliant. Best so this film. Is, so this is one I should see as opposed to... Lord of the Rings, I should see if I want to know what the hype's about. Yeah, it's just, you know, like, you know, like The Pianist? Yes. It's a bit like that. Okay. So you want a journey? Oh, okay. It's one of them. Okay. Yeah. 
That's about all I've got for Context Corner. The rest of it comes up kind of naturally throughout the uh, situation. Uh, let's do the deep dive. We get the deep dive, sorry. <laughs> we get 20th Century that. Fox and a video game they made specially for the movie. Oh. That, was great. that one scene of yeah, the, could the they not have just wizard. used like Oregon Trail well no because you have to pay licensing rights for this this is way cheaper I can remember is it cheaper to set up a new game it was one screen one screen it was one literally thing. one mm. like one string of code that's all it is yeah but if you don't actually do it then that's we meet fun. David Moscow who plays young Josh sorry we meet young Josh play by David Moscow did you like him as a ca- as you, you reminds me of, don't like kids he kind of reminds me of Kirk Cameron who's Kirk Cameron oh you know who Kirk oh. Cameron is Oh, he was in a show called Growing Pains in the US. People in the States will know who I'm talking about. Growing Pains sound familiar, but yeah. I never watched it. Uh, it was part of ABC had a Friday night lineup called TGIF. And it was a bunch of family friendly kind of. Um, Do you get Urkel over her? No. No. But I've heard of it. Okay. So, Full House? Yeah, it sounds yeah. So Full House Did was I like, do that? Full ha- full, well, that's Urkel, yeah. That's Urkel, yeah. But they're both shows that were also in this lineup at various points. So it was really, really family-friendly sort of sitcom by by very barest of, like, comparisons. Yeah. They'd have all been eligible, but just. Oh, okay. You know, Fresh Prince is a little bit more adult. It wouldn't have fit in that lineup. Yeah. Yeah. So. Of course, the, is it The Jeffersons it's called? Nope, The Jeffersons was a spinoff to All in the Family, which was in prime time. Mm. I don't know, another evening. The Winslows, I think you're looking for. Uh, the Jeffersons were black, though, so you're in the right, you're in the right neighborhood. Although, ironically, they were in a white neighborhood, <laughs> which is what Archie Bunker had a problem with because he was a racist and a bigot. Archie Bunker sounds familiar. Archie Bunker's all in the family. We talked about that as part of our first ah, media madness. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about the danger of having a bigoted character as your lead because oh, some people right. aren't going to get that it's satire. Yes, because yeah. I said about Elf Garner. Yeah, within six yes, and elf. There we yeah. go. So uh, we meet him. I thought he was all right. I thought he was all right. Yeah, because I thought he was all right. Um, the kid is smooth at playing. I've got my notes. The kid's as smooth at playing video games as Liam would be. <laughs> he gets freaked out because of a time constraint, and kid doesn't know how to compartmentalize his thought process. <laughs> and then he has to take the garbage out. As he's taking the garbage out, he's complaining about taking the garbage out. And I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, there's a lot of garbage bags he's taken out. He's taken two, isn't he? Oh, it's, it's like, like four, four or five. Yeah, four. yeah that oh, okay. If this is how much they're taking on every, every day, day, no wonder the environment's in the state of this. Yeah. <laughs> Consumerism. I remember those old um, uh, steel cans. Steel. I never ha- have I ever had one of those? I don't know if I have. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. You bury them in the ground and use them as an oven. Yeah. Mm. Just so you know. Um, he's doing play-by-play as he rides his bike to school and a game of stickball. And he's just playing in the yard. And he hits it. And it's fine. But, like, there's no way you're not hitting kids half the time. Yeah. Because you're not playing on a specialized part of the school. Because they're really going for it, aren't they? Oh, they're really going for it. <laughs> and stickball. Stickball's this, like, American movie trope where before you could afford a bat, I, you just I, grabbed a stick. I like stickball. And a ball? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't had know. a conquer. It's about and, uh, as interesting <laughs> as the rest of this film. Oh. <laughs> I, I Ge- it's 176 episodes, and George still hasn't learned the whole, I'm going to sort of keep people on the fence until yeah. we get to the end. It's much more funny if people are like, oh, Georgia hates this, this could be fun. All right. Uh, then I think we- one of these days you should be like, act as if you hate it, but you love it at the end. Just just to... Now you've ruined it. Then we oh, meet... No. Then we meet Billy, played by Jared Rushton. I like Billy. I really like Billy. He's Billy's very good. good. Billy's How very he is with good. Um, young Josh and yeah. uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I can, think he works more with Tom Hanks. I can explain why that works so well in a minute. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I think there's a certain coming of age tale. So before you got here, Liam, Georgia got here and we were sort of talking about, she, she was kind of letting me know instantly, didn't like the film. <laughs> yeah. And then I went, it might be more of a boy film. It is a boy's film. The most 1980s girl who ever was walks by. <laughs> She's got like a denim jacket. Her hair, hair is up. blonde yeah. and like she looks super. Like young Jojo Siwa. I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't know who that is. As in Jojo Bows. I don't know who that is. Dance, I know you think this is making this better. It's not. <laughs> she, she's, she was a Nickelodeon person. like so. I'll, sh- yeah. I'll show you a picture. Okay. But she's got like a denim. Basically, she looks like Robin Sparkles from Let's Go to the Mall. I don't know what that is either. Oh, really? That's how much your mother referenced. I thought you might oh, have got that one. That, no. Oh, and so she's got like... She, so the joke was that the 80s, the 90s don't arrive in Canada until 19... Or the 80s didn't get to Canada until 1994. Like <laughs> and so in Canada, 80s fashion still really cool at the turn of them. Like, yeah, I see wow. what you did. But make her more 80s wow, with, with okay, like yeah. denim jacket and like things mm. stitched onto this denim yeah. jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big sort of... Uh, like warmer stuff as well. And the big thing around scrunchy i guess is what scrunchy we call it head, yeah. but like way oversized and yeah. stuff so uh there's that and we hear our first take of shimmy shimmy cocoa pop i love that that's cool what? i never i never what sing the right it? words huh what is it uh, i've got a little bit of note on that but it's in a little bit okay and they talk on walkie talkies to each other oh. uh from across because they live right next to each other it's that perfect best friend relationship yeah and then billy yells so that so that Josh's mum can hear him and say goodnight. But I'm like, yeah, Billy just woke up everybody in his house. Yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Billy would be like you on the podcast. Yeah, just yeah. every now and then he just tends into the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the fun fair and we're like only like six minutes in. Like we're zooming through this. Yeah. Very Unlike the review. And we get a score of, uh, what do I say? A score of wimpy. Oh, a score of wimpy. He's doing, trying to do one of the, uh, I was thinking wimpy, the food place. <laughs> and he goes and he takes his mallet and he hits one of those test your strength things. And he gets wimpy, and again, oh, I want to. And he, like he's his his, his uh, lack of size up, is yeah, being yeah, a problem. Yeah. And then Josh decides he has to get on a ride with Cynthia, and so he jumps the queue in order to stand with her. But rather than just, I don't know, walk round the side of the queue and join her, he pushes through the middle of everyone. Yeah, it's supposed to be funny though, isn't it? Excuse me, excuse me. Just walk beside and going. There we go. If I go through the middle, no one will notice I've cut the entire line. Yeah. If I go through the middle, pushing but everyone out of the way, no one will and then, notice. And then don't make a conversation with the person I've pushed through to. Like I'm like, oh, okay. If you're okay. awkward. If it's someone you want to be with, then yeah. But if you're sitting there just going, mm-hmm. but isn't she sweet about it all? She's clueless because she and the film set us up that she's broken up with her boyfriend. And so Billy tells him. Billy says you're so in. She's, she's, you know, she's, she's, she's freed herself up. She's now available for you to make a move. Yeah. And uh, then we. That's not and, what he asked her, was it? No. And, and, and then he goes up there and there's a little bit of small talk. And then I guess her boyfriend comes by. Now, yeah. I, Some, a guy she's seeing. I'm kind of hoping she's a year or two older than he is already. Yeah. Because yeah. this is so and so. He can drive. I'm yeah. like. Oh, yeah. She's like. She's 15, 16. Oh, is she? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. But is that's she? that's okay then. Yeah. Well, she's considerably taller, but girls are always taller than boys. But there's a, there's a significant height difference here. She definitely looks older than mm. them. Okay. Because um, he's what, 13? Yeah. He's 13. But he looks young for 13. He does, not yeah. Josh can't get on the Which ride. Which purposeful. Because yeah. he's too short. He'd know this. If you're a kid, you, you're you mm. painfully aware of that, of that you have to be this tall to, to ride this ride thing. The guy yeah. that po- points him out, is he somebody? 
I didn't. I, I thought he might have been, but I didn't bother looking him up. Oh, okay. That guy look- chose to put all his rage into telling him he can't ride either. Yeah, he did like a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only about 18 centimeters tall enough to go on the tallest ride limits. All right. Yeah, so like 13 of some of them. So 18 centimeters, that's like, oh, I don't know what that is in inches. Four? Four inches? Six inches? Okay, you just need a. You, it's well, around there. One of those is half a foot. That's, that's, not, that's not a small amount. Half, if, I'm, if you're half a foot clear, no, you're okay. Uh, 18 Two centimeters is about this much. Okay, so that's probably about three inches, I'd guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe someone can do a, a conversion shall just, check. Shall I just look? Um, where are we at here? Uh, he's too short. He's depressed and approaches Zoltar. Now, I, I was finding in my notes that they said that Zoltar wasn't a real thing at this point, and Zoltar show up after the fact. No. I was sharing a little bit of a fun fact of that with Georgia before you showed up. Okay. And uh, Georgia says, no, 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 I'm seeing proof that they were here before that. And I'm like, the official name Zoltar? And she says, I don't know what's going on, but my my research was like flat out empirically saying not a thing. Zoltar UK, the website, hang on. The question I would have is, does the brand of Zoltar UK have it in them to to predate the film artificially? Yeah, where they, be like like bubblegum shrimp. There was no bubblegum shrimp places around until after the movie, was there? No. So it was Zoltar UK. Are, 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 they, are they creating a fictitious backstory to give it some, some credence? Well, let me... It went on the Zoltar UK website, and then uh, here we are. Zoltar had been around for a number of years, giving his wise words to a select few, then appeared in the movie Big. Right. That, that, so, that's the company who makes it, though, who's saying that. The the UK company that makes yes. them, yeah. There must have been a, a, a machine. There, was definitely there are other Zolt- machines... Similar to it, oh, okay. there were definitely Zoltan machines. Yes, there, yes, there were Zoltans, but not Zoltars. That's well, maybe they, they, may, yeah, maybe they. So I, because th- although their I, argument is that he is, he was, but, but saying like his wise words, I mean, it's already sort of put you in in, in a universe of the film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or mm. not just of the machine yeah. of the machine. They've created yeah. a a a semi fictional narrative. It's, it seems to be up in the air whether they were, whether I, but I've seen nothing that states explicitly Zoltar was made for the see that's that's my only argument that i have but it's all in the research for the film that i found that so i'm looking for something on the other side they basically said the one they used is a prop version of what already existed okay but i'm not i'm not sure you cannot one thing i found is you cannot find a machine that does what that does no because that's not what the zoltars exactly so it's not they found one and went we'll use this that one does not exist there's no version where you put the coin in the mouth that does not exist they definitely built that for this film. Yeah. They, they had to, because you'd have to pay copyright for everything, wouldn't you? Well, if it's Zoltar, it doesn't matter if it's the perfect coin in the mouth. The minute you use the brand Zoltar, you would have to pay for that. Yeah, but, but you said Zoltan, didn't you? So well, maybe the, they took the... I think George yeah, and I maybe. are still on the... Is it, is it, We're not sure, I'm do, not, does Zoltar exist previous to this? We're still on that. Unless not. The, but so machines of that ilk would have. Well, machines yeah. of that ilk totally do, yeah, yeah. They, they were the, a big deal. The, the, the whimsical things he was doing before is like a cheeky reference to Zoltan. And this this is them saying, oh, no, but we are different. But again, I'm talking out my ass. Interesting. I did find the Zoltars that are around today that you can buy and hire and like use yep. and actually put out. Um, they are made in two different places. Zoltar UK is made in Yorkshire. Okay. Um, and Zolta- Zoltar US is there in California. And they are all handmade. 
Yep. And like all the teeth in the US ones are made from human a human cast of the guy who owns the company. Oh, very cool. They've all got the same teeth and like they like properly wigged and like There's a fo- there's a foam version. So you say you they're can, gonna be like real teeth in there then. There's a foam version you can like put on and like move around. Can you? Put someone in there as like a fake actor. That's cool. And as long as you like, like sell it so no one realizes <laughs> like you can do all sorts of crazy stuff well, with the, it. The UK ones have a microphone system with yeah. them, so you can have you can use your own voice. Oh, I would of- totally have some fun with that. Then you make a noise in this, like a. We should just hire a Zolta. Noise. Should we? Yeah. Should I find out how much it'd be? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, do that. Um. So We've got a fake coming up the, soon. the location <laughs> of the Zoltars and the worst location. It's just overlooking overlooking the river. Yeah. But just it's just it's just it's not like how's this thing plugged in? That's my question. Well, you. It's it's against the post, but it's by itself yep. against everything else. My thought was it was probably with a generator and stuff because of they're in the most most uh, fairground rides. Well, and it stuff. does seem it was obviously a temporary fair. So maybe it was just a place it there, and we're good. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. thought, magic. <laughs> well, no, there, there's also a, a subtle thought: is the yeah. Zoltar machine? But then it's actually actually accurately in the records. Yeah, so it kind of gets rid of the whole magic side of it, doesn't it? Yeah, no, magic sometimes can have a, a it, little paper trail. It would have been better if he'd gone back the next day and everything else was still there, but the Zoltar machine just wasn't there. Yeah, that would have been. That's much better. Yeah. That's a much better story. But everything went. I went to that a ex- creepy old man in the building to get my magic rod, and I came back the next yeah. day, and the shop window was gone. Or, or, or he finds it and tries to put the coin in, and it won't work. I mean, the next day he tries again, and now it's gone, or something like that, because oh, it won't turn on, or whatever yeah, the deal yeah, might be. Yeah. But it's this weird thing where it is magic, but it's also got like a yeah a paper trail. <laughs> the big the big turning point in this movie is a big Manila envelope that lists all the locations of arcade this film is aimed at. <laughs> it's not aimed you at all, is it? You know what would make Harry Potter better if they had to do paperwork each time they did a spell yes. to log it. Hey, I'll tell you what, Snape would have loved that. <laughs> um, this is the uh, that's the Zoltar I've used. Oh, there you go. Yeah, outside um, one of the arcades in Scarborough. I still have my little uh, oh, cool. my little card from him. And he gets a little card that says, your wish is granted. He's not that happy, but it takes to overnight for the wish to work. Let's remember that for later in the film, shall we? Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's a storm. Meet baby Rachel, who it looks like shares a room with Josh. With, with Josh it's a big yeah. move on the parents. Like, if you've, if you've not got enough space... Have the baby in your room, not the kid's room. Yeah, You're going to wake up every single time the baby yeah, wakes up. I fully agree with that. Uh, it's not known who played Josh's baby sister, Rachel, in the movie. Oh. The child actress is not listed in the closing credits. To this day, her identity is unknown and remains a mystery. Shady. I guess she wouldn't know That's either. Terrifying. Maybe she's a magic baby. She's a magical <laughs> baby. Maybe they wished... And then this baby appeared on set. <laughs> Wait, but no, if it was magic, granted. there would have been a, a, a piece of paper with a credit for that paper trail. <laughs> uh, ah, they needed to go to the department of whatever and just give me a list of babies. <laughs> list of babies. Babies who were used <laughs> in birth, movies. Birth records. <laughs> yes. Uh, the next morning, we meet adult Josh, played by Tom Hanks. This is his record-tying eighth appearance on the pod. Wow. Do you know who he's tied with? Uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, both with eight. Um, oh, we've, we've lost, lost Ethan, Ethan briefly. Uh, oh. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us. Uh, the name Spielberg wanted originally was. I'm going to see if I can vamp here because Ethan looks like he's rejoining us. Yeah, uh, it's a black screen. We'll see if it uh, develops. I'm going to vamp for about five more seconds, and I'm going to give the actual answer. <laughs> All right, and, and it's oh, zo- the Zoom has crashed. Oh no! Then you guys can keep talking. We are. We're going to keep... Oh, it's, it's trying to come back, though. So with, it says connecting again. Um, so with 
Hey. So I'm I'm interested to find out who this person is, um, who their first thought was going to be in this film, because I can't imagine anybody other than Tom Hanks, only because he's got that every man of feel about him. Ready for this? Days. Ready for this? Go on. That Zoltar machine, it belongs in a museum. Belongs in a museum. That sounds familiar. No. Yep. I don't know who it is. Finish no. the thought, Ethan. Come on. Or not? Oh, dear. Yeah, he's he's just, oh, is he frozen? He's frozen in like hand on face <laughs> pose. I'm having terrible luck with the internet. I've even got it plugged into the hard wire, so I don't know what's going on. But I'm just going to keep <laughs> going. Quite, quite a funny that is a quite funny pose. Uh, we'll have to tell him when he gets back because I don't know what's going on here. Oh. Um, it oh, he's was, gone. he's, he's gone, gone again. Uh, so it was uh, Harrison Ford. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Harrison Ford was the first uh, desired pick. So Getting too old. Uh, in 88? Yeah. Well, it's just got to be a guy in his 30s. Nah. Tom Hanks is younger. <laughs> um, well, we'll find out when we play the edge game, well, I suppose. Well, I'm assuming Tom Hanks. Because, no, I don't think Tom Hanks... Tom Hanks. I mean, I don't think Harrison Ford has got the the child depthness to play that silly stupidness. Well, other names offered the part were Kevin Costner, Steve Ooh. Gutenberg... Oh, Warren Beatty. Steve you want to talk about old yeah, Warren yeah, Beatty? Yeah. No, he's too old. Steve Gutenberg could have done Steve it. Steve Gutenberg, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, De- Dennis Quaid. Oh, Matthew Modine. Oh yeah, yeah. They all turned it down. Wow. Albert Brooks was offered the role, but turned it down because he didn't want to play a kid. John Travolta wanted to play the role, but the studio wouldn't give him a shot, considering to be quote box office poison. Wow. Sean Penn was considered, but he, uh, Penny Marshall went. He was too young. Gary Busey auditioned, but Marshall wow. didn't think he could pull off playing the adult part correctly, the part where he cleans yeah, up and yeah, gets himself straight. Yeah. Andy Garcia read for Josh, but one cool. of the studio executives didn't want to spend $18 million, quote, for a kid to grow up to be Puerto Rican. <laughs> wow. For the record, Garcia's Cuban. Um, wow. Deborah like Winger Garcia. tried to convince Penny Marshall to rewrite Josh into a woman. Mm, that different. didn't take place. Robert De Niro then comes along, and he is cast in the lead role. Wow. So they went, okay, we need to make oh. him a bit more city and a little less suburb, because De Niro has yeah, that kind of harder yeah, edge yeah, to him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But I he then drops it. out due to scheduling conflicts, in quotation marks, and then he's replaced by Tom Hanks. And there was some theories that people, they wanted Tom Hanks initially anyway, but there's a lot of people who have, like, on record gone. This isn't like when you go onto IMDb's trivia page and everybody's turned this, like, be, like, be considered for a role. If it's on Wikipedia, it's generally accurate, and I did fact-check Robert De Niro specifically. How weird is this then, right? So Travolta wanted the part. Yep. I found that from two different sources. Right. And didn't get it. He really wanted it, didn't get it, and Tom Hanks got it. Yeah. And yet Travolta was offered Forrest Gump and turned it down, yeah. and Tom Hanks took it. Yeah, and then they were both up for Best Actor in that year. Like, How Travolta weird. and Hanks's careers cool, wow. have this weird interconnectedness yeah. to it. Um, wow. wow. So when Penny Marshall got the script, no studio was interested in doing the movie, and it wasn't until De Niro announced he was going to play Josh Baskin that people actually greenlit it. Could you imagine how different that film would have been, though? He wanted six million, right? Six million for the role. Um, Hanks became available and said, "I'll do it for two. Uh, yeah. No brainer, isn't it? When you're talking about millions, I mean, I'd be like, "Yeah, just a one will do. Thanks very much." Whereas no. da- David Moscow originally auditioned for Billy, not for Josh, because he didn't look anything like De Niro. <laughs> when Hanks gets cast, 
He, yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. there. Now, I'm sorry. I, I think the kid who plays Billy is a better actor. Yeah, much, much better. better yeah. yeah. He's brilliant. Um, I'm sure I've seen him in something else. But I don't think he actually so, made it as a as an adult actor. So back to the talk about why are the scenes between Hanks and Billy so good? Yep. Every time there was a scene that involved grown-up version of him, like, so, so Hanks, mm-hmm. um, I imagine with the exception of, like, you know, when he's actually with the adults, full stop, when he's mm. opposite kids, they would get young Josh to do the part, uh, have Hanks look at it, and then Hanks would basically try and do an impression of what he saw, which is the same technique he used to try to get the... The, the little kid in uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, the way yeah, yeah. he acted. That's clever. Hanks watched him and then just did an impression, basically, as the foundation of the character. They wow. did that when um, they did the um, Bella Strix, the strange bit in harry potter when hermione takes the polyjuice potion um but it, obviously bellatrix uh, was a helen bonacart has to do the part but it has to be hermione doing bellatrix Strange. so they got emma watson to do, to it do the first, role and then hbc pretending watches to be yeah. and then yeah and then she watched it and did it uh so we do that bit of course where a pair of legs are shown but we're not going to show you the face we're gonna have an enigma did you notice he had bites on his leg no i hadn't noticed that mm. until this time around um they should really get the place fumigated. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we get to the mirror shot, and he's a grown man. Now, this is part of a, a legacy of sort of body swapping, turn into an adult kind of film. Go to the bathroom, look in the mirror. Like um, Vice Versa. You ever see Vice Versa? Yeah, Vice Versa. Fred Savage. Fred and Savage and Judge Ron, Reinhold. Reinhold, yeah. Um, 18 again? 18 again, yeah. That's um, Burns, again. George Burns. No, no, what's that one? No, 17 again was basically rips off the concept. Oh, okay, because that was... Because um, 18 again is about a young man and his grandfather and they switch bodies. Oh. So as opposed to um, Matthew Perry just wants to be young and he just kind of creates the 17-year-old version of himself, yeah. what ends up happening instead is there's a young kid and he's at his grandfather's like 81st birthday. So on one side of the kid it says 81, but if you flip from the other person's perspective yeah, yeah, it says 18. Yeah. Cool um, bit of cinematography. And then what happens is the 81-year-old jumps into the 18-year-old's body and vice versa, and the 81-year-old starts to die. Wow. And so the question is, the grandfather's in his grandson's body going, I need... I mean, how's this for... Like, I, I, as a kid, I'm like, oh, it's lighthearted comedy. Looking yeah, at it now, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I need, I need to get back into my grandfather. So at first, he's loving, loving yeah. a young man's life again, because he can appreciate it, because he's been 81, right? And then it's like, my grandson deserves a full life. And it's how can I get back somehow into my body? So it dies with me in it. And not him. And not him. Yeah. Like, talk about stakes. Yeah. And so when this I comes like- down the pipe, Penny Marshall and Tom Hanks are freaking out going, no one's going to watch our movie. <laughs> because we had these two other... Now, she'd read both the scripts. Yeah. And thought they wouldn't get made. And then they both get made. And they're like, both within like a year. That's weird. So it was this. So they were terrified. Big was going to be a direct to D, uh, DVD, a direct to video. Yeah. Back before these were really ever a thing. And I suppose Hanks weren't really a big star then, was he? He'd only done like Hanks had done Dragnet, Dragnet Splash. Yeah. He's uh, not Tom Hanks yet, though. No, no. This no, makes no, him no. Tom. This film makes him Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's a, it's one of the big ones I remember seeing him in first. Oh, and he done another film called Bachelor Party as well, which was he did the Money Pit with Shelley Long yeah, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but They're as far as like movies. him being like you are big enough on big, <laughs> you are big <laughs> enough. <laughs> so many times already. You are big enough on your own to carry a film. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then, um, he goes. 
So then it's all about getting out of the house, and you can hear his mom going, can you bring your sister down with you? <laughs> and we're like, how's he going to do this? And he puts her in one of these, like, I don't know what to call them, when they bounce in the middle of this a thing. A jumperoo. A jumperoo. And he sort of slides her into the kitchen. That was funny. Um, and then uh, he jumps. Uh, oh, sorry. But he's also getting changed. Um, and so he's got these, like, child-themed tidy whities <laughs> that I appreciate the gimmick. He'd be way too big for He, for, was, he, he would shred those. And the fact he's trying to get into them jeans. <laughs> the Zoltar machine respected the concept of, uh, of like, nudity. So he just, just magic, nudity, yes. Yeah, he just magic some, some adult-sized tighty whities There we him. are. Uh, a quick detour with a sister, and now we're right into the fun fair with lots of low angles. And so basically, the, I'm going to bring it up a little bit at the end, but there's a huge beef in this film between Penny Marshall and Barry Sonnenfeld. Oh, okay. Where she basically interviews him, says what she wants. He goes, why don't we just shoot a good-looking picture? And she's like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they still wouldn't cast a cinematographer like a couple of weeks before they were going to start shooting. Wow. So, so basically the thing was, get that idiot back in here. Yeah. And they give him the job. Wow. But they don't get on at all. And they're fighting the whole time. And she keeps saying things like, I like you. You're just not very good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Wow. <laughs> just saying so she's shooting it really really low and i think the idea of this is to emphasize how much bigger he is now yeah, yeah and that is what she wanted she wanted when he was a kid she wanted everything remember in et everything from drew barrymore's yeah. perspective was shot on her level yeah, yeah yeah. penny marshall wants to do this yeah and i can sort of get stylistically going for it i wonder if 13's not young enough to do that though yeah but you can't do the rest of the story that they want to do with a younger child because it's already no, icky, no, yeah, icky yeah. at 13 mm. so sonnenfeld but, just goes why don't we just shoot a really good looking movie yeah i think i'm kind of him on this <laughs> i am um so then uh he goes there but he's just a he, the fun fair is left it is the most efficient crew ever <laughs> they've cleaned up by early morning the next day and we just get a foggy brooklyn bridge in the background like and that's yeah. what part of what sonnenfeld said he want this was the opportunity to shoot in new york they hadn't they hadn't tidied up really or anything no there's was, no way it was a shithole wasn't it <laughs> leaving that behind i want to know though, there was right? just some flyers left behind that's all there was i want to know though right that zoltar card that he yep. picks out of the machine imagine where that is today imagine what you could get for that today a bit of movie oh. history isn't it yeah he heads home and he completely forgets that he's massive or he doesn't think it's a big deal because now he's like, I'm going in. And she freaks out at him. He's like, oh, right, right, right. And he leaves. And you think, oh, he's running away. No, he's wiping his feet on the on the welcome mat before he goes in the house. <laughs> he thinks he can explain it, though, doesn't he? he thinks- yeah, and he thinks if I can explain things that only I would know, mom will get over this. But she's not listening. And there's a message here about adults and children, their ability to believe in magic and all that sort of stuff. Because mm-hmm. mom, it doesn't matter what you say. Mom's not buying it. Nope, not at all. She refuses to sort she of. She pulls a knife on him. Pulls a knife on him. Um, so then he Such goes. Thing to do. He goes to school, and Billy is a bad basketball player. So his punishment is to clean up all the basketballs. How did he know Billy was going to be in the come in the cupboard? I don't know, but he gets there, and so he and the same thing. He's terrified, but this time he does the cocoa bop rap, and only that will work to go. It's only me and you. He's got, he's, got, he's got all the choreography he's too. Got all the choreography. I had a girlfriend. Girlfriend. She something something. something. <laughs> <laughs> I make up my own words as I do it. But. Hit me in the stomach. Is it three more times? Two yeah. more times? Three more times? Uh, I think it was three. Three more three times. Three more times? Okay. Yeah. 
The Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Bop rap was Tom Hanks's idea to put in the film. According to Hanks in an interview with Jonathan Wass, it was something his son had learned at summer camp. <laughs> Hanks introduced it to the production team and made up the words. However, the lyrics and melody are taken from a song with the same name from 1959 by Little Anthony and the Imperials. Hang on, hmm. he made up the words, but the lyrics and tune are taken from something else. The lyrics that would have already existed right, before so the one. Already there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. With a vanilla top. on top. Vanilla, uh, the, yeah. Yeah, you're going and your pants are miming, and it doesn't really work for the, the audio format we got here. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't quite got video into it yet. Oh, no. Do you reckon we will ever? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'd know. have to stop looking like shit when we recorded, though, and I, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I can put that effort in. I'd have to get my makeup done. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to lose some weight. <laughs> oh, same. Uh, Billy sends Josh to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, Billy sends Josh to New York City thanks to a wad of cash. He calls the emergency fund, which we see Billy receive no comeuppance for. Nope. Dad never notices, like, all of the money is gone. But what a friend. It's crazy. It's crazy how in this film, uh, like, the Josh's family going, oh my God, my kid's missing, blah, blah, blah. And, jo- and Billy's family kind of just forget about him. Oh, he's in New York all the time. Yeah. Now he says at one point, you know, I'll go be back at 10. This felt like, night. This felt, now, he does live in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's true. He does live in Brooklyn or something, so he's not that far removed from New York City proper. But on the flip side, they make that first journey to New York seem like a big deal. Yeah. On the bus. And then he's yeah. just like always there. I feel if my, my kid's friend who lives right next door to me went missing, I would not be letting my kid go out as much. Solid point. Yeah. Solid Especially point. into New York. Um, I doubt he's going, bye, mom, gone in New York again. Well, no, he says he's going to basketball practice, but, like, surely they check up on that, like, no? Not back in the 80s, nah. No, if, it if was different. Said, if you said you were staying at basketball, you were staying at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> no one checked. Well, clearly not. <laughs> no one checked. <laughs> I'm not sure less bad stuff happened. I just don't think people were caught as often because there wasn't messaging. No. Yeah. My mom used to say to me, go play with the traffic. <laughs> she wasn't concerned at all. Um, we go to Times Square, which I've been to. There's a McDonald's there, Sean. I'm like, I've had. Oh, I'd love to go. I've Times had a cheeseburger Square. there yep. because there, you know where the um, corner light show, Kodak Cola, whatever it is. Yep. Um, there's a famous photo of James Dean walking down there in the fifties, and I always thought, cool, that looked quite cool. And that's also where John Travolta comes out of in Staying Alive, out the stage door. Isn't it also the location of the famous kiss at the end of the war? Yeah, oh, that's it? in Times Square. That's yeah. in Times Square, isn't it? We I did. think I would. I we don't. Did that, didn't we? we did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could. I don't think I'd like it. I think I'd find it incredibly overwhelming. Oh because no, it's great. Because the great. And everything. But it's like it's so big and there's so many people and it's so bright and loud. I just I, I don't think I'd like it. Yeah. The, the loudness isn't as loud as you think. Okay. It's, I didn't think the movies overplays that. The brightness, Times Square in the evening is actually quite great because it's just perfectly lit up. And they've taken large portions of it. Some of it, there's still roads around, but some of it, there's like a giant walkway too, which is kind of similar to like a, new, uh, a UK high street where they've kind yeah, of, yeah. Uh, what do you call Pedestrianized it? Pedestrianized it. Pedestrianized it, yeah. So there is, it is a pedestrian friendly space as well. It would so. just be so many people, I think. Like Yeah, but everybody's kind of, as long as you still, the one place we didn't want to do, I was on a school trip. <laughs> We took my second year teaching. I was like, "Yeah, I'll take a bunch of kids to New York City." What was I thinking? <laughs> and asking for trouble. We, we we all they wanted to do was go to Times Square. It's all they wanted to do. It was the most touristy thing ever. We go back to Times Square. Why? Got the good Foot Locker. I'm like, are you kidding me? But we kept going back. And the one night, our, our last night, we were like, if we have enough money left in what we called, I think it was the slush fund. It was the uh, like in case of emergency, but break glass. 
we held back so much money of the budget to make sure in case we had to do extra subway runs or taxi runs whatever it might be we had enough so we were able to say to the kids hey but last night we got you for it was a surprise we we, we, were buying you guys dinner and so we took them well they bought themselves dinner it was their money but we Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so we uh we had to get from where we were to the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square, but it was Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. That place was packed. That was the only day where I was actually worried about walking through and going, can we keep track of everybody? Wow. Outside of that, it really wasn't that dense. No. No, as long as you stay away from it, like, first thing in the morning, you're generally all right. Do you know, I was supposed to fly into New York on September 11th, 2015. It was a much more interesting story until until we got <laughs> to 2015. No, I know, right? But um, but even I'm just what I'm trying to say is like um, what was it? 14 years on, um, the flights into New York on that day are so much cheaper even now. Isn't that mad? It is because no, you wouldn't that wouldn't happen twice on the same day. No, I don't you know think what I mean. So. But it, 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 superstition. Well, funny, people just going yeah. It must be like I once flew home on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I bet that was cheap on New Year's Half Eve. Half the price. Yeah, I was of say, other no day. One would be. If you're willing to spend, hey, it's New Year, yay, pop the cork. If you're willing to get rid of that arbitrary, stupid thing, yeah, you can save like five hundred pounds on your flight. That's nuts. That's yeah, it is, nuts. it is. I'm determined. I'm always going to fly that night. <laughs> it's just the best way to do uh, it. Yeah, you can celebrate New Year's twice if you get it right. Uh, no, no, because America's behind us. No, you could, but you could yeah, on a Concorde. not not that direction. Not I, I'd have yeah, to I'd have yeah. to fly from you, Britain you fly to from Canada. Canada. Yeah. yeah. So if I could do Happy New Year, I think I'd I'd have to be the Concorde as well. But I'd have to be going from from east to west. Because um, Phil Collins, I think, did um, Elton John did it twice. Did he on yeah Live Aid and then American Live Aid? Yeah, he did something with New Year's where he did I think L.A. and then no, he did like a Sydney and then something. Oh, really? Yeah, he did. Oh, he okay. did. I believe he did it twice. I believe. Oh, cool. Does that not make the whole thing even more arbitrary? The fact that you can do it twice in one year on the same night? It's like well, time, this means nothing because time is relative. Time. time, time, time's a construct, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It's stupid. Um, <laughs> And so, twenty five hour days rather than twenty four. You could if you wanted to. No, because you'd fuck the year up. That is the only thing I don't mind that because like a year is a certain amount of days because of literally how like the sun moves. That makes sense. You can't have a perfect system. No, yeah, no. But when we break it down to like time zones and hours, if you were to get rid, if you were to get rid of um, the leap year day, we'd move. You could do it, but it would take such. It would be such a pain. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have any of that nice wrap. We'd have to change what a second was. Yeah. In actuality. Uh, Am yeah. I right in saying that time as we know it is done by Greenwich time? Is that right? Yeah, Greenwich mean time. Greenwich is, mean is, time, is I believe, zero. is still the world standard, yes. Yeah. That's nuts, isn't it? Why, you're still so close to us? Yeah. I guess. I've been at Greenwich. That's cool. Yeah, it's a little bit different now, I think, when we are all we live in a digital world where being, we can uh, be what absolute. I'm, what I'm saying is, being a small island, yeah. as England or Great Britain. Well, we did kind of conquer the world. Well, yeah, yeah. How did we manage that? Uh, we had a good good navy. Good navy. It's like it's, I mean, in the navy, it's, it's disgusting, we can conquer all the world. I mean, all, in the navy. all of Western Europe was all of Western Europe was going for it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, but the race for Africa was the Dutch. It was the French. It was the English. The race for, 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 for the New World. It was the Spanish, the French, the English, the Portuguese. You know, Britain just and I'm using this term in the most loosest sense was just better at it. Yeah weird in it it is it's just 
you know, it wasn't like everyone else was sitting around going, can you believe what England's doing? I can't believe what England's doing. <laughs> They're going over there and colonizing. Everybody was doing it. Now that it excuse it, but in the same breath, I, I, I started under a historian who on, on the first day said, we need to look at the past like a different country. We don't live there, and therefore we can't bring our customs to their ways yeah. or our belief system to their ways. So it seems like now is this is how could we possibly do this? Back then it was the logical thing to do. Mm. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not fighting that. I'm just I'm saying But that's how we were able to do it. By today's standard it is disgusting, but it is very impressive that such a small nation was able to do that. Well what was it? I mean before that it the was Romans did it, Alexander right? wept for there were no nations left to conquer. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't we conquered as well before? The oh, William really the Conqueror. But Many outside times. of that, what have yeah. the Romans done for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sanitation. It's, it's a complicated, uh, it's a complicated Roads. world out there. Roads. Where we go? We don't we need, need no Roads. Romans. <laughs> Romans go home in fifty foot high letters. <laughs> We're gonna have to do that movie again, you know? Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. I remember us both going, oh, yeah, Life of Brian. And then we watched it and went, I remember this being better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to get through Times Square. Um, so, <laughs> much like that night on, on Valentine's Day. <laughs> and Times Square. And like this, they establish you're in a dangerous place by showing us a guy with Tourette's. Like, it's not the most emotionally sensitive Yeah, I didn't think. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, They've, I've got a note that says, have you ever been to Times Square? I think we've had that conversation. Mm. Um, they find Josh a hotel, St. James Hotel. Look, it's religious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> $17.50 a night for a room in 1988. What do you think that works out to? Uh, oh, God. $85. Oh, no, you're way high. Oh. You're way high. $45. 45 bucks. Yep. Yeah, there we are. There we are. Uh, 45 bucks, about 40 quid. That's a brilliant <laughs> guessing game for everyone. Well, once he said it, do you want me to waste the time by getting you to go out to actually Liam got it? No. I was just, I was just like, oh, you, when you said no, you're way high, I was like, oh, okay, okay. well, there's no point guessing anymore. I'm going to give Georgia this one then. <laughs> I don't know. Ready for this? $10 deposit for the sheets. How much do you think that was? 20 Two. 25 I was going to say $25. Yay. Yeah, there we go. 25 buck deposit for the sheets. That's nuts, isn't it? Jeez. Nah. He's left alone in a room with gunfire and sirens and people fighting in Spanish. And he sits on the bed and he cries. And for a moment you get, oh, yeah, right. This is like, a large part of this movie's wish fulfillment, isn't it? It's like Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, what would yeah. you do if your parents were left and you yeah, had some yeah. money and you had the place to yourself? What would you all of a sudden, you, you were big and could do anything you wanted to do? And then the answer is you're going you're gonna to lie on your bed and you're going to cry for your mom. I remember watching this as a kid thinking, I'd hate that. I can't. I would never stick that. Um. The next day, he and Billy search for Zoltar. There's none of the arcade shops and any information will take six weeks to get to him. Hey, man, I've looked out the back twice. <laughs> Josh is depressed. He'll be 30 for the rest of his life. I'm like, I got news for you, buddy. You don't stay 30. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the clock keeps ticking. Hey, I, th I think you're older. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Hanks, is doing, Hanks is doing a great impression of a kid I got here when he's eating Sundays at this, like, diner before he goes to work. Yeah, but yeah, that's gross, man. Yeah, but like he's like a kid. Yeah, like I think part of the reason why I don't think I liked Big that much is because I was pretty. In many ways, I wasn't, but in many ways, I was. I was a mature kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'd have been like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> um, I didn't have that gross out stage. I didn't have that gross no. out stage either. Um, 
so so there's just uh, there's pre-interview jitters before he goes in and there's a confusion where like someone says your son can stay here and it's like okay son stay here son okay dad i'd be on the phone to like the police within moments no but before that made me laugh he goes previous jobs he went Paper, paper round. round. You've, you've had a paper round. Oh yeah, paper round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody goes. He, you can't write that. He says. And so he comes up with some sort of thing about circulation. He goes, Yeah, yeah that's good. Put that down. <laughs> that guy looks over brilliant. Uh, In the interview, he's asked, "Where did you go to school?" And he says, "George Washington." And he confuses it with obviously an American university. With the saying, "Oh, GW, did you pledge?" And he goes every morning. <laughs> so of course, what the first guy means is that you pledge for a fraternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you so? Yeah, you part of because that's that's the shorthand, isn't it? We yes. all well, we all did uh, how to succeed in business. We know that being part of a, a, a fraternity can be one of those things. You say, "Oh, I pledge this. Oh, I pledge oh. this." Yep. Yes. Oh, ground. Well, that wasn't a bunch of pledge. That was the school you went to, yeah. as opposed to the fraternity you were part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it- when he goes every morning, of course, he's talking about the pledge of allegiance. Yeah. As a kid, I never understood that because that concept is completely foreign to us in the uk we, d- we don't do that no. but as an adult now discovering that like they pledge allegiance i went oh, that's really funny but i is this <laughs> this is this is for i guess mainly american audiences because british people would not have got that at least I, th- I think by default we still have to assume even today that films yeah. are made with with an american reference in mind even british mm. movies mostly have got a like like when we talk about um Notting hill you know, sliding doors, you know, they've got always that American feel to them, haven't they? Yep. Uh, even Ted Lasso, if you watch, although it's made over mm-hmm. here, there's verbiage they use that you would not use in a UK-only production. It's clearly there's been words that have been used solely for the idea of making sure Americans feel it's accessible. Yeah. They kind of, like, the, the, mo- the most British references you get is if they have, like, this morning, I don't know, or like Sky Sports News or something. That that's kind of it. Well, that's like an inter- but that doesn't that doesn't block the American out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you, that, see, you yeah. see them eating a British thing of crisps, like ah, it's the kind of crisps yeah, I yeah. eat. But they're not going to make say things like restroom rather than toilet. Yes, they're not going to make references and that will exclude an American audience. Or if, or if they do, like even like, in or the, if they do, it'll be Ted will look confused, and someone has to explain to him what it means. Yeah. Or the character will just naturally explain it. Like in yeah. one episode mm. where. Nathan says something about being in year four, and he then goes, "When I was eight, like because it mm. quantifies it for yep. Americans rather than they just say what grade two or whatever." That, that Which age is the is. great thing about Ted. I mean, Ted Lasso is very similar to how you write a teen film. We do coursework at, at school, and the kids have to write an opening to a film, and I always tell them it's a teen film because teen film is the easiest one to do. And there's always a new character at school, and they always get shown around by this nerdier character than they are, and why? Because they get to explain how the school works. And when they explain to our new kid how the school works, they explain to us how the school works. So it's a great way to get organic. It's a great organic way to get uh, exposition Mm -hmm. to the audience. So that's, yeah, Ted Lasso is just the same thing. Mm -hmm. Stranger in a strange land. And they'll give him some fizzy water occasionally. Uh, (laughs) And tea. Yes, and tea. Um, where are we at here? So then in comes Susan, played by Elizabeth Perkins. I don't really know her from anything else. Yeah, you do. Do I? Miracle on 34th Street. What, the updated one? Yeah, the updated one. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate the kid. What was her name? Elizabeth Perkins? And Elizabeth Perkins, yeah. She was quite big in... When I say big, I mean, she had a spate of probably about five years. Yeah, maybe. I saw the movie. I know which movie she was in. 
<laughs> you have such a childlike laugh. Oh, sorry. It's like no, it's like, it's like genuine. It's what it is. <laughs> Mine's full of like sarcasm and ha ha. I'm right. <laughs> when I hear my laugh, I'm like, you're oh, so. She's in glow. I'm like, you are so smug. <laughs> Who is she in glow? Birdie Howard. Yeah, it's been so many years. I don't, I don't know why I asked that question. Never seen that one. Oh, Howard, Howard, Howard. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm. Go- I'm just going through King I of the Hill. Well, I recognize her. She's Wilma Flintstone in the live-action oh, film. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> All right, moving on. I tell you what, she comes in, and she's ha- yelling about the mailroom girl, and Josh just totally leans over and just, like, scopes out her backside oh, yeah. <laughs> in the least casual way ever. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't care if you're 13 and now you think you're an adult. That that ain't smooth. No, <laughs> no, it is not smooth. No. But again, he's just a kid, isn't he? He is, but I think at thirteen, I think thirteen-year-olds are smoother than that. Thirteen-year-olds should know better. Yeah. Mm. Um, Scotty Brennan, played by John Lovitz. Um, ah, John Lovitz. It's the third John I Lovitz film. To see him, uh, wedding Can, singer. Wedding singer. I saw one. I thought you'd have a hard time with. What's the other one? Uh, the baseball one. Yes, all American own. baseball. Yeah, um, all American baseball. baseball. <laughs> a league of their own. League of their own. That's another film she directed, and I forgot her name. Howard something. No, the director Penny Marshall. Um, he says the fringe benefits are great. He says, "See that redhead." He goes, yeah. He goes, say hi to her. She's yours. She'll wrap her legs around you so tight you'll be begging for mercy. Oh, God, that's just gross. <laughs> to which point, Hanks just goes, oh, well, I'll stay away from her then. Confusion. It's brilliant. And then he bumps into uh, Paul, played by John Hurd, who you might better know as the dad from Home Alone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. McMillan, played by Robert Loggia. Loggia. Loja. Uh, I've Loja? seen him in something. Yeah, Robert Loja. I only know that because of a Family Guy joke. Cool. Um, he's based on the actual FAO Schwartz CEO, Peter Harris. The character says, is youthful, uh, albeit a goofy retailer. I don't think he's that goofy in this. I just think he's yeah. he's child-centric. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a true to Harris's own personality. And McMillan, you know, Herd's like yelling at him, go, don't you realize how important this guy is? And this is when you realize, oh, the boss is a reasonably human being. Like, yeah. I will say this, these characters are so one-dimensional. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can uh, tell it's like a kid's perspective film. McMillan says, hey, there's nothing wrong with a little hustle. <laughs> and then he negates that statement by sitting around talking to Josh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then Josh phones his mother and is like, I have your son. He is okay. I'm not being funny. You could trace that call. Like, things you don't do on your first day of work. You don't make a phone call. For and Lovitz, like, he picks up when he starts singing memories. Like, Lovitz could have been hearing the whole thing. Yeah. This guy next to he's me is kidnapped me. A, a child. And it just so happens I'll there's... Him soon. It just so happens that there's, there's a child who, like, comes and hangs out in every day, too. Like, there's, like, a yeah. million red flags about Josh. Yeah, absolutely. I know it was a simpler time in the 80s, but... Yeah. If- Hey, if Marty can hang out with Doc, (laughs) but he can hang out with Josh. Marty's like 17. (laughs) Marty can drive away if he wants to. He looks 12. I feel if I'm I'm them, I would get the police at that point because clearly you'll get she's getting phone call. She's Emma's like, this is a hard thing because you can you can trace a phone call at this point. So you clearly like that's where it falls apart. Yeah, exactly. Like Like, I know she can't see the number because it's rotary, but still. No, but the phone company will be able to trace yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
There's no. This is where it falls apart. Yeah. What number just called yeah. me? I. They've got my son. Yeah. 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 That's pretty easy information to get. And there was a lot of police outside the house. Especially, especially in a world where it's not like it is here in the UK. Long distance is a thing, mm. so you get charged for it. So they have to keep track of by the second, basically. How long were you on the phone with this other number for? Because it's charged at a permanent rate. Wow. So as a result, they'd have that record. Yep. Yeah. Um, so social security. I know we're picking holes in a very silly film, but that's, he makes up a fake social security number. 12. 12. 12. <laughs> Add 12 to the end of it. <laughs> oh, I thought he says 012. He's like 0012 or something. No, he says, still, he says yeah. you're missing two numbers. He yeah, goes 12. Yeah. 12. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, he doesn't even ask which which numbers did I did no, I forget? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and so he sings. So the thing was, let me speak to him. And of course, it doesn't work because he doesn't sound like himself anymore. So he says, "Tell me something that only he'd know, and then I'll ask him, and then I'll get back to you." And he has to sing memories, and does it badly. Um, memories, not that one. No, uh, memories from the corners of my mind. Is that not the same one? Nope. No, you're singing memories from cats. I'm singing oh. memories from Funny Girl. Funny Girl. I think Funny Girl. It's, oh. it's, it's Barbara. I always thought it was the same thing. <laughs> no, no, no. She had a water-colored memories of the way we were. It's the way we were. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I've um, something new every day. I've never seen it, but I, I, I know of it. Um, and so Josh is becoming normalized. He's watching this movie with Gene Hackman. It's got lots of bullets and gunfire. I was hoping for a minute that it was... Uh, Angels with filthy souls. <laughs> no. Angels with day faces. Hackman wasn't in that. Oh. Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, no. Yeah, no, this wasn't Bonnie oh, and Clyde. It wasn't Bonnie and Clyde. This was um, uh, the French Connection. I was going to say French Connection. Was a movie, yeah, I guess. Popeye Doyle. Didn't know that. Yeah, but he turns movie. it off. And it's a nice joke because he turns it off. And now the gunfire is just from behind him rather than in front of him. And he kind of shrugs. But he's kind of normalized to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets paid and he gets most of it in ones, which makes it seem like he's going to a strip club. Yep. Um, I love it when he goes like, confer. Yeah. I hope he gets paid weekly because $187. I mean, he's paying seventeen fifty a night. Yeah. For the sheets. So if we take that and multiply it by seven, that's seven. That's $105 a week. Just on. I guess Lovitz was right. They are screwing him. Just on sleep. Now, unless he started like three days into the week. Yeah. That's not a whole lot to go off of. So, um, then we cut to them, uh, sort of, the, they've eaten their body weight in. Like, it's like he eats Oreos for dinner. I'm like, restaurants do exist. Yeah. Uh, according to Monica Rushton, Jared Rushton, Billy. David Moscow, young Josh, and Tom Hanks, big Josh, were put in a room with a bunch of toys to play with. Having silly string, they tried to use it to gross each other out, and that is how the silly string scene between Hanks and Rushton appeared in the movie. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, I I never had this side. I never had this moment where I did that sort of humor. It was never me. No, I was never never, a messy kid. No. And I never liked. You know oh, how, I mean, I'm messy, but you know how kids like um, like slime and all that. I was yeah. never into none of that. No, oh, no. Really. Uh, the boy, they go, they go to the creek and like get crawfish and stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, no. I do not see the appeal. That was never me. I can eat them. Uh, welcome to yeah. <laughs> I, I do enjoy a good crawfish in a. Uh, I've never had one, but that was just them, just sort of. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, then they go to Fal Schwartz. I've been to Fal Schwartz. I'd like to go there. He plays the oldest version of Laser Tag ever. And re-meets pew, McMillan, pew, 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 who wants to know if he's there of a son. He goes, nope. <laughs> Again, red light. Uh, Josh tells... Especially, go ahead. I was going to say, because he also makes a friend with a kid there. 
Yeah, he says, well, what's your right name? before he gets Because the, these are the things you did when you were a kid and you were playing laser tag or you were doing stuff like that. You go, oh, what, what, what's your name? And you'd be friends for those like 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I was it's my friend. And you, you'll, you'll never see him again. Nope. But adults don't do that stuff. Adults don't. I had a friend adults like don't trust. on holiday when I was about five. There you go. I think her name mm. was Amelia. Okay. Uh, there's, there's, there's the thing. We should all go out tomorrow and try and make new friends with, with another adult. Okay, adult. <laughs> yes. I remember... I remember like going tobogganing at like 15, 16, and there's another group there was tobogganing at 15, 16, and I sort of got on famously with this one person for like four hours. We were like friends. Yeah. And then that was it. We never we never saw each other again. I like Weird, moments like that. Huh? I like moments like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And, and, it goes back uh, to uh, before uh, sunrise, doesn't it? When they meet and they spend 24 hours together and then go separate ways. Yeah. Only time I have that is at a convention now, because it's just people that also kind of have interests. So you just talk to people in queues and then have like a little a little buddy i hear you, you would talk to I hear you. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna crap on it ever so slightly I'll go i'm gonna go you've already know you've got a common thread between exactly. you that, yeah that's what i said because you talk about stuff you know which yeah is, yeah it was, it was like oh you like star wars i like star wars too isn't that crazy we're queuing for star wars stuff wow yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're dressed up as that character i know oh i know that character too yeah wow I said, well, it's just this weird sort of, uh, yeah. and for like four hours or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I like this. Oh, okay. It's a bit like, yeah. I don't know, I mean, back in the day when, before COVID, we used to go to concerts and stuff, there was a lot of standing, and the people that you stood with, if that was an all-day event, and there's people you stood with, yeah. you made friends with those people around you. Well, when I did Canadian Idol, um, we all went in there with like groups of friends, most of us, right? Yeah, and then you make it through the first hurdle, the first set of producers, and it thins the herd, and you got to stay on the Big other time. side of this line. Yeah, so no one else—if you didn't make it—you can't go across that line. You're you're done, right? So basically, you end up with like little survivors packs, yeah. and for the next two stages, you're there for a few more hours or a couple of days or something like that. These become your 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 new people because you need someone to talk to, and so yes, yeah, so you became those sorts of. Um, little mini sort of communities until you know there's another herd and okay it's i'll see i guess i'll see you at tv taping day or you didn't make oh i'm sorry have a good have a good ride home and all that sort of <laughs> stuff going, because yes. everything's going not really because everything's going win <laughs> win 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 and to, to still be there means you've passed every audition so mm. like you've never had to deal with bad news and then some of them get told for the first time you're not good enough and so you see that on their faces a, a little bit of, of, of humility right how did you take it when I got told no, yeah, the cameras were rolling. I was in front of all four of the judges, so I was kind of just trying to get myself on television a bit. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't go there thinking I was going to win. That was never it. my goal was to be on TV. Oh, okay. That was my goal. And if I could be, I wasn't as confident in my singing as I am now. If I went in now, I'd feel, I'd feel maybe I could have had a round or two more in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it was, I did okay. Like, you had to get through a lot of stuff just to make it to TV. T- tv taping day yeah and they didn't i wasn't the guy they threw out and said you can't sing the, what they said to me was like he's the, the one judge says i won't let you tell this guy he can't sing because he can sing and i was like that's that not, nice. you know that's people in canada know her she's called sass jordan she's a you know she had she had a, she has a, somewhat of a career she was a working singer pop star for yeah. her for her adult life yep. so I'll take that with me and go, yeah, giddy up. The thing was, one of the producers told me is, Ian, you're kind of a weird duck in the sense that you're, you, we, we, you're what we'd usually call a TV person because you've got a personality and you would usually qualify for the show based on that. And we try and put you in front of the judges because we want to see how you'll react with them. 
but you can also sing well enough to be here. <laughs> so it was kind of weird. They went, so we're you, you're going to kind of, as opposed to, uh, there was a guy I met. He was clearly a TV. Like he was terrible. So these little communities we talk about. Mm-hmm. And I met this guy called Clifton. And Clifton was um, was was telling his story, and he said, "Oh, I I didn't sing one of the songs." We were like, "Oh, who are? Oh, where are you from? What did you sing?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh, I, I sang a song I wrote myself." <laughs> and I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and we're all going. I'm sitting there going, you know, I'm, I'm scared enough because I was scared, scared. Yeah. I'm scared enough singing something that I'm familiar with that someone else wrote. I don't have it in me to sing something that I wrote. And he went, yes. And he told us the story. He said he went and saw the movie, The Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. And as he was watching it, he was so moved, he started singing a song <laughs> out of nowhere. And he's like, oh, I should tell the story. He said, I, I should be quiet. And then the woman behind him said, no, no, keep singing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Keep singing. And we're like, sing it for us. <laughs> and then he sang it. And it was dreadful. <laughs> and like, I'm sitting right beside him and I'm just trying to will myself. Do not laugh. Do not laugh. <laughs> and so I'm looking at the ground and like, mm, nodding, going, mm, and we're all in a circle. Cause he would get cross. And when it's done, <laughs> and when it's done, everyone's. That's such an awful joke. <laughs> I know, right? That was good. I'm proud. And when so it's. So he didn't nail it then. And when it's done, everybody goes. <laughs> I'm going to move on now. Sorry. And when it's done, everybody goes, uh, oh, it was so good. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're all part of the problem. But it's not my job to tell him he sucks. No, it's not. No, no, He no. went in before me. Ooh. Oh, no. Right before me. And he came on out from a TV thing. And he was, he was only in there for like 45 seconds. Wow. Oh. And the look on his face was everyone's been lying. That's when you felt bad. Everybody, everybody's been lying mm. for, you for, for three days yourself. straight. I know delusions are, delusions are really powerful thing. I know I'm not a strong singer. I can hold a tune, and I'm better singing with other people. But I am no there's star a, quality. There's a lot a of people out there who really can't sing, but are told by people who admire the guts to get up there, or people who don't know a good singer from a bad singer themselves, and go, "Oh, you're really good." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. those reactions, like they're real. Yeah. Um, also Ian, in Canada, really we don't have in Canada, <laughs> in Canada we don't have the burgeoning Amdram community you guys have here in the UK. Oh, okay. So the opportunities, so many people are just like like just like shower singers. Oh, okay. Or or, or you you do a little bit of karaoke and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So you don't ever have a chance for me to feed back to you. So you just think you're great because your mom or your dad told you you were great. Mm. So yeah. Well, they're never going to lie to you, are they? No, exactly. <laughs> uh, Fao Schwartz. There was a line in. Um, it's a business song, isn't it? A secretary is not mm-hmm. a toy. No, my boy. And you'll find not nothing like her at you'll FAO find, Schwartz. That was my line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and you'll find nothing like her at FAO Schwartz. Schwartz. So that yeah. line made me think it was like a fancy jewelry store. And then I saw all these toys. <laughs> toy? Like, I've been lied to. Yeah. By Ian specifically. I got to. Hey, I said, you'll find nothing like her. I didn't say, I didn't say FAO Schwartz is a jewelry shop. That wasn't my line. <laughs> So they play Heart and Souls because um, Josh tells McMillan everything is wrong about toys. He goes, the problem with this toy is it doesn't do this. It should do this. The problem with this toy is this. And I almost wonder, like now he'd be too old for this. He would. Like 13-year-olds are not in the toys. No. Nope. A 13-year-old would want a Video phone. games, phone. Yeah. yeah. Phone on the Xbox. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what it would be. And they walk right on the giant piano and they do the Heart and Souls thing. Do you know what I love about this scene? Yeah. I love the fact that you generally feel like they just stumble across it. Yep. Right, like they're walking across the floor, and also, oh, look at look at this. He would know that was there, and when you actually look at the when they do a wide pan shot, 
there's a dead end of where you you can't just walk straight over the piano. No, it, it's a it's a platform. Yeah. Um. So this is obviously the, the probably the scene everybody knows. Oh, from the movie. Of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hanks and is it Loja? Loja, yeah. Loja each had a cardboard piano that they took home and practiced on. Tom Hanks for this scene was. Uh, I don't know. I think at points he's better. I think at parts Loja's better. Tom Hanks kept pressing two keys at the same time. Yeah, you can see some points where he gets the wrong one. When yeah. they showed up, um, Loja uh, said that they noticed there were stunt doubles wearing the exact same costumes. Oh, okay. And went, oh, if we don't get this right, they're going to they're gonna go ahead and do this. Somebody else is going to do it, yeah. And so I think somehow... Yeah, I think Pip's falling asleep right in front of the uh, How? computer. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we've lost the video feed. I'll, I'll share a story, then I'll put it back on. How would they? How would they um, do the close-ups though? Because that's, that's the thing that you need the actors to do. You would you would have shot it a different way. Yeah, so it would have been obvious. You would have shot so feet, and then the you would have shot smiling faces from the faces. You can still move. They just don't have to be in the, on the exact right keys. You just don't use doubles. You don't. Yeah, you don't have to see the faces and the, yeah, the feet in the same, same shot. I agree, which is why the preference was they got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is what happened. Uh, they they succeeded. The go, their goal was to do it without the aid of doubles, and they did a really good job. Uh, I've done. I've been on this piano. Have you? When I went to New York, they've is moved it up. They've moved it upstairs now. I don't know if FL Schwartz still exists is the problem. Oh. They might have shut it down. But as of 2015, I have a picture of it. I'll put it out on the Patreon or I'll tweet it out or I'll do something. Oh, that's cool. It's me many pounds ago. I'm much skinnier in it. In a, in a Team Canada hockey jersey representing. My hair is very tall. I, it, was, <laughs> it was very cold in New York, so I was wearing a toque, a, uh, a, a beanie hat, I guess oh, you okay. call it. Yeah, yeah. And I was wearing one of those. So the problem is it just my hair just makes it look mangled from the minute you put it on. Like, forget, I hope you don't want to look good the rest of the day because you're not going to. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, but no, I'm, I'm sitting there kind of one foot on the piano, one foot off, having the time of my life. And basically we said to a bunch of kids, look, some of you want to go shopping, you can go shopping with miss. Some of you want to go do this. You can go here with sir. And I'm going to take a bunch of kids. I'm going to take whoever wants to go to FAL Schwartz. We're going to see the movie from piano from big. It was a media trip. I thought, Hey, big, it's a, yeah, yeah. Pro- this is iconic. A big and there was piano. a few. There's a few who wanted to do it. And we, we, we had a really good time. So I'm glad I've got my photo on the big piano. Did you play anything on it? The problem is you don't get it by yourself. Really? Uh, everybody else is there so i try i I know enough i probably tried to do star wars oh cool which is uh if you look at your sort of hands on the keyboard it's one five four three two eight five four three two eight five four three four two (laughs) that's cool c d e f g is kind of your home hand that way you can just do white keys yeah, but that jump from five to eight's not a small yeah, one. No, it's not. Is it? And with my pinky fingers, I'd never reach what. It- yeah, but this was different. This is me actually jumping. This isn't a metaphorical jump. This is a literal jump in this did case. You, did you also notice how um, the older guy? What's his name? Loja. Loja. He jumps higher. Yes. Um, than um, uh, Tom Hanks. It seems that like that was the that was a really fun scene in it. It so. was great. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I re- why do I remember him doing a slide on it though? He does he slide. Does. He does slide on it. When did you watch this? Maybe I did. Yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Because <laughs> he slides on it. Yeah. Not like a stood up slide. He does a sat down slide. Like a knee slide. slide type Be- thing. Oh, Before yeah, yeah, they yeah, start yeah. playing, when Hanks walks up to it and just sort of stumbles on it, he realizes what he's doing and he kind of does a bunch of things, including just a general slide down the side of it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. 
the closest I've ever come to anything like that was a musical staircase in one of the museums in Copenhagen. Like each step that you stood on was a different note and it went up the scale and back down again. And I, I stood on it and was, it was like a museum that had lots of like fun stuff in it anyway. It yeah, might have yeah. been, I don't think it was the, it might have been the Believe It or Not one. It might have been Ripley's Believe Ripley's, It or Not. Yeah. Um, and we went up and down the steps and I, the first couple of steps I went on, I didn't really clock it. And then I went up another one and went, oh, and realised it was a scale going up. Turned around to my friend Emily. There's a be- there's a video of me running up and down these stairs, like playing a tune <laughs> on the musical stairs because I re- realised. Did that you get I, like, a tune out of it? Did you Did you manage to play something? Not really. No, I'm not anything upstairs properly. Would probably be a bit more. It's quite. You can't jump the steps. You no. can maybe do two steps at once, but you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can't yeah, do yeah. like jump sideways like you can on a piano. Um, but yeah, no, it was lots of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I'll see if I can find that video. I've been on a similar thing, but I wasn't a musical one. That was just lights. So every time you stepped on the step, yeah. there was lights. That was quite cool. That I like that. Yeah, I like interactive stuff like that. Yeah, Those sorts of I places do. are that's, my favourites. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. I definitely haven't got on that piano, though. I'm sure they've got them in other places. Like, I'm sure it's not the only one in the world. No. Was it? Was there a, um, so a couple of celebrities remade it, didn't they? On one of the they? late night shows. Probably. But weren't that more of like a, like a dance mat thing rather than Probably, a... Probably, yeah, yeah. See, now I want the, the actual hard... That looks cool <laughs> That looks cool on the stage, though. Yeah. What's that? They did a, a uh, production of Big. Oh, okay. Musical. They did it as a musical? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, was that, they did that and then Groundhog Day and they both didn't really take off. No, they kind of came well. back. They're not going yeah. to, are they? No, no they I, didn't do very I, well. <laughs> there's maybe 17 too many... Musicals based on movies that have come out. There was an era for a good few years where they were just like making 80s and 90s films into yeah. musicals for a while. Now, there was loads of them. On the flip side, Back to the Future musical. That um, one's done really, really amazing. well. Yeah, that was one of the ones that, from that little yeah. group that actually did oh, last. My God. Back to the Future and Beetlejuice were both done really, yeah. really well because they, they, stand, they stand on their own, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. They do stuff on stage that just. Well, that's the thing. You've got to. You've either got to make it different enough that it stands on its own two feet, like Beetlejuice does. It, they edit mm. it slightly and add songs, and it's really, really good. Or you've got to do stuff on stage that you go, "How on earth do they do that on stage?" Like, but even even with Back to the Future, I mean, they changed bits and edited bits, and you know, they added songs. I mean, the songs are brilliant. I bought the soundtrack. It's, it's so good. Well, I'm currently auditioning for Carrie the musical. Like, you go, "How on earth do you change the Stephen King horror into yeah. a musical?" And yeah. they they do. It's 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 amazing. The music yeah. in that is incredible. I've not heard it. It's like, have you heard the music from Heather's? Yes. It's similar to that because it's still oh, very teeny. Okay. Um, but like that coupled with like religious stuff as well, because obviously it's, oh, the okay. mum is like yeah, yeah, yeah. really, really religious. So it's, it's really interesting. Very I would nice. like to see the Heather's one, definitely. Hmm? Oh, no, I saw Ian again because the camera came yes. back yeah, on. I, I guess we sort of kept it. it almost movie centric yeah well maybe musical, maybe musical. Fine. Yeah. what did you expect you left us to talk <laughs> moving on uh where we moving are here on, moving on so we, we go to vice uh, so josh has now been made vice president for uh research but and development how? or games development like do you know what i mean no because the old guy says you get this yeah but pay grade wise he's just gone from like nothing, $180 or whatever it is, to what? What's he getting paid now? Because he's got a bloody penthouse well, now coming. Mac- Macmillan says that he's in here on Saturdays, and so he sees Josh, and he goes, okay, let's go ahead. Because we need this for the, the the villain the film decides to give us, who's not a very good villain, but no. it's, no. <laughs> it's uh, what's his name, Paul. 
So he gets made uh, vice president. Everyone's mad at him because he's, he's running so quickly. This is very hard to succeed in business without really trying. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he just, like, one one song happens, and then he gets promoted, and yep. then you get another one. But you know what? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, his secretary is Deborah Jo Rupp. I don't know if anybody else picked up on this. Yeah. No, I did notice that. Deborah Jo Rupp, who was Kitty Foreman on that 70s show, or Frank Jr.'s wife and friends. That's oh. the one I managed to yeah. get. Or she was in WandaVision. Yeah. Yes, that's the other one. It's the I boss's was, wife. Miss, Mrs. Hart, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I couldn't place it. I knew there was something else, but I couldn't find it in my brain. Susan and Paul are trying to figure out who Josh is as they use, and they're sitting there, and there's a, 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 a carton of milk with Josh's face on it. That's funny. Which is, a, I think, an American thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Old, ne- I've never seen that. Here. Yeah, it's, it's, we, I didn't see it in Canada either, but it's, it, it's mainly because we have milk in a bag, so the face would just get more deflated as you use like the it. milk out. It's a clever thing, though, isn't it, to stick it on a carton? Because the thing that everybody uses. Something everybody uses so and will be, be present. Your, that'd be present in your mind. First thing you see in the morning. Yeah. Yep. Clever. Um, and then we go to uh, Paul's presentation, and he's presenting this idea about this this um, building that can turn into a robot. And Josh is playing with it, and he's breaking off pieces of it. And what seems like is a really clever um, idea based on new, you know metrics and uh, statistics data and projections yeah. he goes but it's not any fun why would a kid want to use a, a, a it is the worst idea a building that turns into a robot <laughs> okay who was the play as a building he goes, it's a skyscraper it doesn't change it's still no, building yeah maybe hey maybe maybe you know it can become taken That's- hostage on christmas eve and john mcclain can come rescue it or or maybe you can get <laughs> other buildings and you can connect them and make a skyline there we go <laughs> Skyline. <laughs> um, the and, new line, and Skyline. So he goes, I don't get it. I don't get it. And everybody loves his new idea, which is a bug. Bugs that turn in, robots that turn into bugs. And uh, his description is nearly identical to the Insecticons, a group of robots from the Transformers toy line, which predates this movie by three years. Yep. I was going to say that. Yep. Not so, that it predated it, but I knew they were like um, insectoids. I saw that when I'm pretty sure these exist. Yeah. Yeah, they do pretty sure so there we yeah go. Uh, i appreciate george got to change the camera because i'm not on the screen this is the part of me that has an ego appreciates the fact that i'm now visible <laughs> even without an audience i'm like huzzah i need to be i need to be well i need done, to be george. on the screen thank you very much brownie points um what Ooh. are we at here so then they, we go to josh gets a new place and there's a montage of josh being a kid but living the dream and sort of establishes times going by and uh, he and billy are doing stuff they're going to yankee stadium it's cool. They're developing I like how toys. You him over and got the ball. Yes. Are you allowed to keep the ball? Yeah. If you catch it, you're allowed yeah, to keep it. Yours. Yeah, George. George. The only thing they ask is that if the ball's in play, you don't try and touch it. Oh, okay. So if they hit the ball over to what we call foul, it needs to be if it's between these two lines that go out from from home plate. The v. Yeah. If it's inside the V, then it's it's fair. Yep. Anything else is called foul. But if a ball is foul hit, ball. exactly that one, yeah, we don't usually get that excited about foul balls though, because they happen quite frequently. That's just the noise that it makes on Wii Sports when yes. you play baseball. Still playing it. So then, it's like Leslie Nielsen in the Naked Gum when he's like, the pitch comes, they all look at him, and he goes, "Strike!" And, like, yeah. and, and then after that, he's like living up every strike pitch there is. That's a strike. You're out of there. But if it's not so, even if it's foul, though, if you can catch the ball before it hits the ground for the first time, yep. they're out. 
Oh, okay. So if you hit a, ba- a ball that's about to go into the stands and I'm running over to get it, if I can catch it, even if I lean, even if I jump into the stands, yeah. I catch the ball before it hits anything or anybody or anything interference happens, that's an out. But if it hits the floor and rolls to this thing. May it makes contact with the ground or a chair, it's it's just dead. It is, it's, it's just dead. So the problem is the ball will be running over into the corner there and someone will try and make a grab for it because they want their souvenir ball, and it's yeah. like, oh, that ruins it. Or if I hit a ball, and sometimes, so it, the V, right, that you said? Mm. Yep. They only last until you get to, f- if it lands on the ground before it hits first or third, even if it rolls foul out after it gets to the outfield, yep. it doesn't matter because it, it hit it hit in fair ground. In fair ground, yeah. So it doesn't matter then if it rolls into foul ground afterwards based on the spin that might be on the ball or any yep. number of things. Yep. So the problem then becomes when you hit a shot down the line, it's a fair ball. So the left fielder's coming over to make a play on a train because the guy's running around the bases. Mm-hmm. And he, it's in the corner and some, some fan will come over and grab it. That's a live ball. Uh, so this has actually happened, I think, in Chicago. There was a fan who made a play on a ball in like one of these two situations. And the theory was it cost the Cubs like their playoff series. Whoa. And like the guy, the guy's life was like ruined. Oh, no. Because, you know, he's just a guy who got caught up for a moment and wanted to make a play on a ball and wanted a souvenir, right? That's, yeah, that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted, yeah. And he ends up being like the number one enemy in his home, his home city. Wow. So, yeah, I think he had like death threats and all sorts of stuff. Like, Please people, tell me that had a happy ending. Uh, he didn't die or anything like that. No. Uh, his name his name would have been a household name for a while. I don't know what it what it is now, but yeah. Wow. We're running long. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we go to the fancy party. I'm oh, sorry. Before that, he buys bunk beds. I'm going, surely he'd know how to buy a bigger bed by it. You're 13. You're not an idiot. You know, and you would. Yeah. You'd, you'd buy a bigger bed. You wouldn't buy a bunk bed. Uh, we, Stupid. We go to a fancy party. McMillan tells Susan to have a couple of drinks and lighten up. Josh shows up in a white tux, and Paul laughs at him. It's a very Liberace tux. It is. I thought Liberace. Yeah. This is the most 80s yuppie party ever. Uh, and then this woman comes up. I don't know if you noticed. This woman comes up and like says, hi there, and he walks away. That's the lady who said. That's the woman who he said, I'll yeah, stay yeah. away from yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> she looks so disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, and then he goes, he grabs a, a chip or a piece of uh, a vegetable or something like that, That's and he dips celery, it. in it. And he dips yeah. it six times yeah you don't double dip a chip let alone six <laughs> times as it said in seinfeld why don't you just put your whole face in the bowl what's the stuff he's eating that he spits out uh, i'll talk about that in a second oh. he then eats mini corn on, uh, like it's full-size corn on the cob that was cool that's a tom hanks improv that was good nice susan comes over and offers him caviar that uh, beluga that's caviar Oh, okay he then spits it on the floor georgia uh-huh if i can uh Use you as a frame of reference. Yeah. You're having a moment with a with a, with a guy at a party. Mm-hmm. He takes some food mm-hmm. and then spits it onto a napkin on the floor. Mm-hmm. And scrapes is his this, tongue. Is this still someone you're like, let's get out of here? Definitely not. Okay, just checking. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, I know he's a refreshing change. There's a lot. There's, there's a, a line. line. There's a line of how young is. T- I think this guy acts younger than 13 for large portions. Of yeah, this he movie. does. He yeah. does. You know yeah. what I, I was going to say? It's like, um, did it, has anyone seen, was it Shazam? Shazam. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, he's an adult, but he's a kid and he's like, what, 16, 14, 15, something like that. But when you, when he turns into Shazam, he acts like, like, he acts like a seven year old. Yep. Um, 
Yep, so the same complaint we got here. <laughs> so no, that's why I was I was saying it's that same kind of. No one knows how to write a fourteen-year-old. Clearly, I, I think you're right on that. Um, just because he's short doesn't mean he's a child. Child, which is kind of what yeah. they've done. And here. Tom Hanks kind of yo-yos the age, doesn't he? Each yeah. time. Do you know what I mean? So in the she asked you want to get out of here. He's like, yeah. Can I get a milkshake now? Fair props. After the cut, he's got a milkshake. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that. She's trying to make a move on him, and he's hitting every button. This is part of it. Like he's running. Not only is he like a child, but he's like a child who's never been told stop that. Yeah, and not being funny, doing the the locks and everything. That's younger. younger. That's younger than thirteen. They're a lot younger. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'd love to see where you live. Have you all? And so you go okay. And there's this funny joke with the with the stretch limo does like a reverse after yeah, it passes this funny. place. Have you always lived alone? And he goes, well, no. And she goes, was it recent? Yeah, you know, yeah, fairly recent. She goes, give it a couple of days, it'll pass. <laughs> and, and she goes, I'm not sure if I'm. If we should do this just yet. And he goes, like, well, do what? And he goes, you know, have me stay the night. And he goes, like like a sleepover? And he goes, well, yeah, I guess so. He goes, okay, but I get to be on top, which is a funny joke. Uh, yeah. But I've got my notes. 13-year-olds are aware of sex, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a thought. And not only that. Like, this is a character who, when she was first introduced, he leaned over to check out her backside. Yes, yes. So sexual thoughts have entered this character's yes. mind about this other character. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this is why that's yo-yoing. I don't understand. George has returned from feeding Pip and has a theory. Ooh. It's not a theory. It's just a point. It's like, also, if you are making, like, any sort of sexual advances on someone and they are clearly not picking it up and they are being very, like infantilized like in their own behavior in the regards to sex mm. you do not pursue that something I think like that's not okay something i think this movie could have done a better job with well she thinks she's getting the proper thing with i get to be she just thinks she's being playful i think one of the line before that about like what like do a you sleepover mean, like, like a sleepover yeah. that, mm. Is she, does she think he's being coy but she's with and then, somebody but then you walk she's into that room a question that, it's clearly a, like fair enough fair enough room. yeah uh, that's not a more innocent that's... a more innocent time i guess i will yeah. i will i will say yeah a question that i think this film would also have to answer if it was today is the idea that he might we talk about benny in june yep does he have the emotional or mental that's capacity I mean, yeah. to make this decision yeah clearly he clearly he doesn't no. yeah so even the age stuff the idea that maybe he's a bit yeah maybe there's a bit something wrong in his development even if he is actually 30 yeah and this is his Capacity, this was yes, this is, mental capacity. That's not okay. It's a shame you weren't here because this is the this is my Benny and June argument. Yeah, is that June wasn't mentally was 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 June mentally capable of making that decision for herself? Yeah, yeah. Or is Johnny Depp taking advantage? And that was something we we went to some length on that. Go listen to Benny and June. Actually, really weird. I wouldn't have thought these two would have linked up the way they have, but they have. No, um, but young Josh never plays him like that stupid. Young Josh is quite mature. Young, yeah, yeah. That's what I don't understand. Um. So his place, I mean, first off, it's a Pepsi advert the minute we open the door. <laughs> yes. This giant fluorescent Pepsi. I mean, even Top Gun said, bit on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I was watching an episode of um, SWAT today um, while I was having dinner, and uh, they had the crisps turn around. Yeah. So was that because yeah. the product didn't pay for the advertising? I imagine so, yeah. I've never seen that before. Uh, they'll either do that or they'll do like um, fake branding where it looks like it'll say Coca-Cola, but it will just say like Cola-Cola. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Um, so we get the giant 
Pepsi. Oh, have we said already? There's a trampoline scene where he's basically saying, let's have some fun. Remember fun? But it's not said in that no. concise of a way. So it's a bit laborious. She then waits in the bottom bunk. She, he gets out. He's wearing full pajamas. <laughs> and she's like in just like his football jersey, which can be attractive. I, I, I get this. She I, looks very attractive I'll, in that moment. I'll be honest. She looks very attractive yes. in that moment. <laughs> and she then he then runs and jumps up on the top bunk and gives her a glow-in-the-dark compass ring so she won't get lost. <laughs> a sweet sentiment. She puts it on her finger. But I think to George's point again, like this is – you're not dealing with alarm bells would be ringing questions need to be asked about does this guy have competence to make yeah sexual decisions yeah. for himself yeah, yeah, yeah the next day i don't know the next day because she and paul are like talking to each other on the way to work i'm like okay they are in a relationship yes. right yes yeah, yes they, they are, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it very much comes across like they are and then they go oh you we're friends aren't we and it's like hang on a second no, they were having, like that bit with the milk like they spent the night together the night before yes yep and so uh and then I wasn't, so he gets mad and he's like, I'm going to take it out of him on the squash court. But rather than go to some yuppie, like high priced, like a uh, fitness club, which you would expect. Yeah. Movies yeah. have taught me forever. These guys do stuff at, like fitness clubs. Cause he's making m- loads of money. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we going to street court? But we are apparently for street court squash in uh, New York. <laughs> I did find this funny though. Um, he starts cheating. Because and I don't think they did a good enough job at showing you that that because it looks like it looks like Josh is getting his ass handed to him. He does, yeah. Yeah. And then there's like nineteen eighteen. I'm like, what? <laughs> I think it's to show you that he's learned. He's a bit more right, agile. But, but the more... way you do a montage, you get a couple shots going yeah, by yeah. Paul where yeah. he looks frustrated and he throws down his rack and we yes. go, oh, it's getting close. Yes. And so I mean, then we get the nineteen eighteen and we go, okay, this is why he has to cheat because he, he can't even win. What's gonna happen if he loses this? Yeah. Everything else, and now if he loses this. And yet Josh won't give him back the ball in a way it feels very organic to if you've ever been playing with someone who decided they were gonna cheat, I'm like, no, I'm not giving you the ball. We're not we're not we're not doing this. Yeah. Um so he then gets into a. I guess he beats him up. We don't get to see the full beat up part of it, but yeah. Do you think the people just, that just are the at the fence afterwards. are just bystanders watching? I think they're actually D. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She breaks up with because when you film a scene, there's like a hundred people involved on the other side of it. Like it's not like all of a sudden, hey, what's this? Let's walk over. <laughs> it just seemed it just it just seemed like why would you? When I walked onto a film set in Toronto, yeah. like there was like a hundred and fifty people. Whole portions were were recorded. You couldn't just walk up. There's no way it would have happened. Oh, okay. That's in Toronto, alone New York. I didn't. The know. greatest city in I the world. No, because <laughs> you know Tom Hanks weren't a big star then. I didn't know whether they tried to do it as like a because like with Rocky, famously, he ran through the market. Well, it's because they had no permits, you know. Yeah, it's because they had no permits. Well. <laughs> <laughs> they were breaking the law and filming themselves doing it, breaking the law. Uh, where are we at here? So she breaks up with Paul after See, she. That's she sti- why she was with him. She stitches him up, and then she breaks up with Paul, and I'm like, and then he goes, "You're gonna sleep in your way to the top." And there does, to his credit, there does seem to be a pattern. There does. And she don't deny it. She goes, "Well, oh, it's different now." Okay, and what's so different about him? He's a grown up. Okay, that's as fun. So much of this movie's dramatic right. irony. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We get scenes from an Italian restaurant, which is just an excuse for me to put in a Billy Joel reference. Into I the- love <laughs> the scenes from an Italian restaurant by Billy Joel. And uh, he gets a birthday cake and wishes for something. We're not shown what I. See. It would have been nice if this was the first point where he was like, "I want to be." Maybe there's another kid on his birthday party. He looks over and he goes, "I kind of want to be that." Yeah. Uh, and the fact that Billy organized all this. 
Yep. And he and drops them right after dinner because he's going to Susan's house. But rather than tell him, I have a girlfriend, which Billy would be stoked for, as he we would. find out yeah. later in the movie. Yeah. yeah. He just plays it coy. I just got to go somewhere. Yeah. Oh. Um, especially when he made all the effort to go into the city. Yeah. This was, yeah, this is a bit messed up. They go to the fun fair again, and now he gets to go on all the rides, and she's got mustard on her face in the dance, and they walk by a Zoltar machine. And, and he like, walks oh, right by it and didn't see he it. He doesn't care anymore. No. He's at a fun fair and doesn't even think to look for one. No, no, it's Interesting. Crazy. Yeah. Um, as they're dancing, she asks, what were you like when you were younger? He's like, I wasn't that much different. So I've been thinking about you a lot, like when I'm driving and in my bedroom. Uh, he goes to tell Susan something. He says, I got to tell you something. And there's a pause. And then instead he goes in for a kiss. And we action match to her place. And she takes her top off and turns the light off. And then he turns the light right back on. And she says, you want to keep the lights on? I want to keep the lights on. She's like, okay. Yeah. If she went, no, I'd rather not and turned it off again. He turns it on. Then I guess there's a problem. Listen, there's no issue with turning the light back off. Okay. No. no. Okay. It's just a traditional, like, movie sex thing to do is turn the light off. It means we're going to bed. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, sma- um, so he turns the lights on and, and, and cop, well, he <laughs> Cops feels the wrong term because that suggests that term by itself sort of suggests not non-consensuality, doesn't it? Yeah. Someone yeah. cops a feel. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just trying to, he places his hand on her left breast. He does. He <laughs> but does. he like stares so intently as he does it that it, I'm going, nice how she does not read. Oh, this is this guy's first time. Yeah. Didn't yeah. read at all. Doesn't for a moment. Uh, but we cut to the morning. <laughs> this I have a problem with. Uh, oh, really? Okay. What? Because don't it insinuate the fact that he slept with her? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, very much so. Like, they smash cut to him being really happy in the morning yeah. and asking for coffee. Well, clearly he didn't. Clearly what? He didn't sleep with her. Oh, he did? No, because later on in the movie, she said, are you going to, why are you doing, you know, are we actually going to get down to some stuff? Are we going to, I think all it was is he just, Oh, no, they definitely her, slept together. That's her asking, that's are we going to be in a no, proper relationship? No, she's asking, define the relationship. Yeah. That's what she's doing there. Uh, they okay. definitely sleep I, together. I always, always thought they did. No, but look at the layers. So he comes in really, really happy, right? Yeah, yeah, And then he goes, can I have some coffee? And she goes, you never drink coffee. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. And make it black. I need <laughs> yeah. the strongest coffee possible. I, I know. Why? Because I got no sleep. Why? Because we yeah. had the sex. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I have always interpreted. They, no, they definitely had sex. But later yeah. on, that's the way she's... No, she just wants to define the relationship because yeah. she doesn't want to get hurt. Okay. She's like, what are we? Because he's not going to have... He's not going to be the, that adult who's going to give that... I'm going to help you re, again, sort of frame what the relationship is because he, he doesn't know. If he's no. being that... Well, here he was when he took her in the apartment yes. and and he's now changed... You don't just change like that overnight, your personality, because he has. Change. Uh, I think there's moments. He's still, there's still, a, the problem is there's a couple of jumps in time. One happens when he's getting the apartment set up, the, the penthouse, and yeah. the other happens around now, because we see both of these characters start to change, where Hank starts going from still wearing kind of weird, colorful jumpers to like a proper suit. Mm. And she goes from wearing really, really tightly fixed up hair and more sort of sexualized hugging i don't want to say sexualized but more form-fitting outfits to slightly less form-fitting outfits yeah. So yeah to represent that she's loosening up a little bit okay so he, i don't think he changes overnight but i think they could have done a much better job at making it seem like more of a process yeah 
So they mentioned that it will take like six weeks to get the documents. So you kind of assume like this happens over about six weeks, but like it's still not that. Expensive. I kind of view it as, as like a, a three week chunk and a three week chunk. Yeah. But yeah. But the way he is at uh, that moment and then is just like completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we at here? Um, well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, he then they're they're a party together. I'm like, oh, you must come and din- and dine with us or whatever. And it's this fancy party. Whoever the host of the party is is a real jerk. Although the kids like, help me with my algebra now. <laughs> it's like not right now, but you prom. Okay, kid, this isn't the time. But Tom Hanks is like, oh, I'll come, I'll come help you. And so he goes and he helps him, and all the girls are like, wow, he's something special. She's like, yeah, he is something special. But now when he's talking to the kid, yep, he's an adult talking to the kid yep but again my problem is he wasn't the adult as the adult no, he but, was, but, but he's he, he realizes he's got he's uh, he's not an adult talking to a child he's just gotten better at he's lived, been living as an adult for six weeks so every week you become a bit more comfortable with what it means to pass as an adult yeah mm. he hasn't okay so he hasn't changed into an adult liam the whole point is he's changing into an adult he's adopting adult-like behaviors and this is his corruption this is what we need him to do in the second act because yeah. we need we need him to blow up with his best friend so we can be this is like when katie turns into a plastic at the end of act two of mean girls it's the same thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i just have a big problem with it. there you go <laughs> yeah. uh, i've got my next suit my next statement josh is wearing suits and has grown up yeah on the other hand susan's hair is very relaxed and she's quite light in her sort of demeanor and they come up with this idea of the electronic comic book and she thinks it's brilliant but then goes i want to have a station of the uh, state of the relationship talk right now what are we who yeah. are we what is this thing it doesn't have to be a thing it cannot be a thing but if we were to change it would that something that could and she's just talking around it because he doesn't have the experience to verbalize any of this mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it feels like he's fallen back into that character that he was before, but not so much. He's not. He, he kind of yo-yos his... She speaks a subtext that only adults can understand. Talk about accessibility, right? Mm-hmm. So what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, Ted Lasso and having someone explain mm-hmm. things to you. This yeah. is what happens when they don't explain it to you. So she's using this sort of language that adults do to speak about relationships, and he's never been in one, so he doesn't have the foggiest what she's talking about. So he just keeps pausing and let her to keep talking. But she's so anxious and insecure about not wanting to just be, I guess, used for a night and then moved on from. Yeah, but she's done that with every other guy moving away to the top. Yeah, based on this one conversation, yeah, well, yes. Yeah, but she never denied it. But to be fair, he's like going over and like hugging her and rolling around. And like, he's, he's really quite affectionate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. No, I don't get it. Um, and so uh, they don't really answer this because he kind of hugs her and then Billy comes to work and doesn't find the Josh he knew and t- um, Josh snaps at him and goes this is important and he's basically turning into Paul yeah. he's talking about yeah. he's talking about projections he's talking about and spreadsheets he's, and yeah, business. He, he sort of stopped the child friendly side of it uh, Josh is up late at night and he's playing the computer game from earlier. He looks wistfully later on at kids riding their bikes and playing in leaves. And he's standing way too close as he checks out kids' pictures at his old school. Melt Some, wizard so, with the someone, someone would have would, would have made a would have made a phone call about I'm him not, standing that close. I'm to the not going to lie. In an area where there is a missing child who yeah. we know they've yeah. been kidnapped, I'm not sure they're allowing men in trench coats to stand and just stare at kids in a school. Also, keep in mind what happens <laughs> if playing. what happens if he get if he gets caught. If he gets caught, 
then the police are going to get him. He's going to have to explain with his version of it, which will be the truth, but no one's going to believe him. No. They'll think he's insane and lock him up. Yep. Yep. As a result, he'll never get to, to the Zoltar machine, and no. his life is completely ruined. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um. Also, he's, he's, he's lucky Zoltar's not a complete dick. Yep. <laughs> like, he'd be like, no, you had your one wish. Piss off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we go to date night with Susan, and he wants to tell her the truth and says, this time, six weeks ago, whatever, I was in Little League playing with my friends. And she goes, what do you mean? He goes, I miss my family. I want to go back to live with them. So she thinks he's married. Oh, my God, you're married. And he goes, no, no, it's not that. I'm a child, and I'm not ready for all of this. And she goes, oh, I see what it is. He goes, no, no, I'm 13 year old. She goes, who is it? <laughs> he, Don't you think there's a little girl inside me who's scared? He gives the whole version, and she tells us, well, we have a big presentation tomorrow, so I need to get some sleep. So we're just going to put a pin in this giant revelation yeah. that you think you're a child. <laughs> <laughs> Which now I probably should be thinking about all the sides there were. You would, would you? Yes. Um, and so uh, Billy is hanging out in his room. He's tearing down all his baseball stuff. I. What does this have to do with I'm Josh? Gu- I'm guessing these are memories of what it's he and Josh did and Josh together. Yeah. Wouldn't it not have been more explicit if it was like pictures of the Photos. two of them together? I agree. Yeah. I guess oh, and yeah. the walkie talkie. And you know yeah. what? Show us the walkie talkie going into the bin, not yeah. like random baseball paraphernalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we, we know the walkie talkie means something. Put yes. the stick ball in the bin. Put the walkie talkie in the bin. Put photos in the bin. Have it's a, not hard. To have him throw the baseball that he, that he got at Yankee Stadium in the bin. Yeah. Like stuff that we have emotional throw. investment in. If you throw that um, walkie-talkie in the bin, you know what you can have? You can have a scene right before Josh has his little like uh, presentation where he's nervous. He's like, hey, I need to have a talk to my buddy. And you see it in the bin. And then later, later, the sound comes through and Billy can go, oh, I need to be there for Josh. And uh, there, there, there you go. There you go. Rewrite um, your film. Where are we at here? Uh and so instead we hear the buzzing and he thinks it's Josh. And I'm like, how long is the range on these things? That's <laughs> impressive. And no, it's Mrs. Baskin. And I've got my question. Should Billy feel guiltier for what he does? Because I think the answer is yes. 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 Yeah. Like, they don't Would go, he not at least try and like corroborate the story they, like, and be like, they don't go nearly, I promise it's him. They don't go nearly enough detail about what hell that must have. We just kind of laugh it off. Like That must have been hell for those six weeks. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we don't give Mrs. Baskin too much screen time because this is the audience. We need to be invested in the fun wish fulfillment and stuff. You know what? This scene, it, it, I cry at this scene it's hard. every time. And he just, goes, he just goes, I promise he'll be back. And then he shuts the window on her. Uh, I'm like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. owe mom a little bit more than this. You do, yeah. Yeah. But it really hurts me. You look at that, his mother, <laughs> Josh's mother. She's a good old Pip. Pip's just knocking all the cushions off my couch. <laughs> what's, what's new? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, she acts her socks off because I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. Mm. She's good. Very good. Um, and so um, Susan then sees Billy coming to work and there's a moment where she looks at Billy and realizes what she's doing. Uh, I'm worried that if he, I've got a case of pop there, and I'm worried that if he moves that cushion, it's going to come down on him. Pip, are you right. listening? He'll learn a lesson either way. <laughs> All right. Um, and so Billy tells uh, Josh the location of the, of the Zoltar, but Josh is a meeting. Sea point, isn't it? Yeah, something C point. Uh, yeah. Josh then walks out of the meeting, and then Susan does likewise moments later. And um, Susan meets Billy outside, and Billy says, here's where they went. And Billy's quite like, 
He's not like that guy. He's like, oh, you're the girlfriend. He's like, he's like, nice, nice, you're the girlfriend. <laughs> uh, back to the Zoltar. The score is great here. We haven't talked a lot about Howard Shore's score, but it is it is really good throughout. Yeah, it's one of them scores that you don't really notice, but it helps carry. It doesn't have a big moment necessarily, no. uh, but it's you're not going to walk out humming the score to big. No, but no. it does aid in the storytelling. Yes. Definitely, yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, at first, the machine won't work, and then he roughs it up a bit. Uh, which is what he had to do earlier, but you yeah. want to, yeah. Uh, you think he'd know to do that this time. It Su- didn't work immediately. Susan that is approaching. It's plugged, plugged in. Yeah. He's got to unplug it. Huh? He has to unplug in. it, He's yeah. got to unplug it. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, he unplugs it. So it wasn't plugged in the first time? No. no. Oh, there we go. He noticed that wasn't plugged in. He went, yeah, there's well, a shot on, of it on the floor. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so this time it's plugged in, so he unplugs it. The dangers of typing sometimes, you miss these things. Yeah, you're right. He says, there's a million reasons for me to go home, but only one reason for me to stay and I'm like, just one reason. You got a burgeoning career. You got a penthouse apartment. Yeah. You've got a, you a got lot a, of money. You've got a successful yeah. line of electronic comic books. It sounds like coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk about then. She goes, how old are you? 15, 16? She goes, no, I'm 13. And she doesn't really react. And I, I guess I'm glad because I don't, want the, I don't want the movie to make me think she's done something. It's really difficult in 2023, but she's done nothing wrong. Yeah, it's not her. F- this is not her. She's f- done nothing wrong. The weird part is, as the audience, it might make me feel like I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. The fact that she because asks because is a bit because weird. I am the insider knowledge. Yeah. And it's keeping me in the dark. And yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not kept in the dark. And I'm like, oh, I don't. I don't know how I should feel about this because you know, looks wise, he's in his 30s, but he's clearly he's acting younger than 13. Yeah. A lot younger yeah. than 13. Um. And so he offers her a chance. Well, why don't, why don't you go back in time? And she goes, ah, no, you do that once. I asked this question. Would you go back? Do I get to keep all of my knowledge? No. no. Oh, the no. The, the no. And would you go no. back no. in I, this time I, I, now? I, I was an awkward teenager, so. I don't, and would you go back in this time now, or if you could go back into your present, you know, when you was born time back in the 80s? Would I rather be a teen? At, sorry, would I, yeah. Would I, would I rather go through? If, if given the option, if there's if there's a, a, a Zoltar there with two pills, yep. and the blue pill takes me back to the eighties and nineties, yep. and the red pill lets me be whatever, but I'm sort of, I guess, uh, you're a teenager again, but in I'm this a teenager time. with with parents and the whole nine yards, yeah. In this in this time, time yeah, I would much rather go back to the eighties and nineties. Yeah, me too but again no, social media and the internet for all the goods it, man it could oh, oh it, no we remember a time when that wasn't like that yeah but just there's so much oh there's so much stuff this out film there. for instance how many times do you see kids playing on the street the minute the minute you have a, the minute you have a phone in your hand the minute you have a laptop at your hand you have access to everything yeah everything and there's some things that young people don't need to don't need to see or know about yet nope and they know about it way too young and um, this should be, it's really weird. We have a generation, a couple generations now, of young people who have had more communications, more dialogue with each other than any. They've, they've had more conversations than you or I ever will. Yep. Because the old adage was, if you'll forgive me aside for a moment, um, poker. So people who play poker in the online poker era have played more hands of poker than people who have been playing in Vegas professionally for 30, 40 years. Oh, wow. Because you can sit there and it's quick. 
Yep. Bam, 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 bam. Play poker. Play. You can play five five tables at once. You can't play five tables at once in Vegas. No. Because you have to physically sit there. Yep. So same idea with, with communications and conversation. We yeah. should be, the generation right now should be, of the people who are just coming in, into adulthood, should be the best communicators in the history of time. Mm. And yet what do we see? Unparalleled anxiety. Yeah. Because we see, it's overwhelming. It's we burnout. see We see people who don't know how to talk to people face-to-face. No. We see mm. people who I'm are, better are, at that. We see people who are unable to read non-verbal cues yeah. as well. And so there, there's, there's the irony is that for a group who should be the best at it, they're the worst at it. Yeah, and it's not getting better. It's, in fact, it's going, it's going the the complete inverse. Yeah. So sad though. Like we we do we do speeches as part of the end of like the kids have to do a speech. They're legally mandated by the government to do a public speech mm-hmm. before they're allowed to get their qualifications. That'll, year soon, be on, that'll soon be online. <laughs> and like. It, it 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 it's crippling to some kids, and some of them you have to go. No, no, you should do this. And they, some of them, they realize, oh, this didn't kill me. But man, they think it's going to. Yeah, but why? Because they don't do it anymore. Because communications could you, take place virtually. Could you imagine my younger self? I've said this before on the podcast. I learned to speak when I was ten because I had a real bad stutter. I always forget right? about that. Now, could you imagine me in today? If I didn't learn to speak and all I had to do was just text or anything like that, because that's my easy way out, I would have never been able to speak the way I speak now. And yes, I get words confused, and yes, I take, you know, different meanings for different words and stuff, but most people can forgive that because they know the intent of what I'm trying to say in the conversation. I mean, you pick up on it sometimes, which is quite nice because, you know, I learn new words and I, I can find the words after that. Yep. But, you know, I would have never have survived in today as a child trying to learn to talk because there is no communication in talking. It's all over phones and laptops and, you know, the internet. And so I would, I would, I would, my answer to my own question is I would, I wouldn't want to go back to being a kid again, as much as it sounds great. But if I did have to go back being a kid, it would be back in the eighties and nineties, not, not present day. Yeah. Because I miss all that. Here's an interesting question for the two who grew up in a in a, in a later time frame. Same same question. Was there is there any desire to go back to an earlier time and live a pre digital sort of adolescence? Nope. Oh, extremely. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Wow. I, I I I partly because I think about this so so much because I it might be different because when I was a kid, my dad was still alive, and I get to have that. But it's always that thing of if I could go back with the knowledge I have now, oh, I would not not even just so I can oh I can do better at school, just so I can savor memories that I didn't know I wouldn't have. If that makes sense, Uh yeah, I get you. I, my my yeah. thing for knowledge was more. I was a really awkward kid growing up, and my uh, yeah, me and my stepdad didn't get on very well when I was growing up, and my dad had mm. passed. Yeah, and so some of the things were like you know a big brother or a dad might sort of teach you down the road. I didn't get that. No. And so um, I probably grew up a little bit soft in that regard. It wasn't until I hit my mid 20s that I sort of figured, I think I figured it out. Yeah. Oh, I sucked as a teenager. But did you seek that out in um, work or with. I think it was, do I normalize it myself with like a male peer group, but more so at work? Yeah. 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 Um, so if it was go back and not have my knowledge, no, nah, I don't want to go back. No. Uh, and now I'm all right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I think you get to a certain age where you just go, you know what? I'm, I'm good. Georgia, you said you, you, you wouldn't go back no. to a different a pre-digital time. No. Why is that? Um, 
I had a bit of a weird teenagehood. Um, I don't think I would be who I am or as comfortable or as confident or as anything without the escapism I was able to have on my phone, without the um, inclusion I saw, without the um, accessibility and the just like the diversity of people and ranges and experiences that I saw through my phone um, that I was able to relate to. If I did not have that, don't want to think about it. I'm going to put that up as a Google uh, as a poll on the Twitter. Yeah, you should, I'm yeah. going to say, would you go back? And if you would go back, would you go for current day or pre-digital? Yeah, yeah, analog. Oh, see, when you, when you said pre, I just assumed like when I was a kid and digit, everything wasn't just social media because we're in that thing where I guess I'm talking I, about be a kid yeah. in the Tom Hanks universe because I guess oh, like okay. he's 13, I'm I'd be about eight or nine in that frame, so I'm able to yeah. say I, I, I am able to sort of transfer those pretty easily. Mm. And I guess in your case, I'm saying yeah, back me, to an entirely thinking, pre-digital era. Uh, see, and I was like, I, my brain was like, go back to like 2005. I, that, w- that was my, my thought process. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. <laughs> I, I get to experience to- that again. Wait, so your version of a pre-digital era is post-Napster. <laughs> my, 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 my concept of a pre-digital era is when I was too young to know what digital technology Cause, was. Cause, cause Napster's like 99, 2000, 2001. I don't understand social media until I'm like, oh shit, like 11. That that's got terif- shut down pretty that's terrifying. I'm going to move on because our runtime is getting terrifying. Uh, So at the, so uh, she offers to drive him home. He apologizes. He had nothing to apologize for. I'm like, now. It's kind of it's kind of something he probably should apologize for. She kind of really accepts it too too well by this point. You have to, or else, or else, as the audience, you have to ask questions about why are you okay with the movie? Mm. Yeah, true. you know what I mean. And and we'll get to it. <laughs> like if the last scene is she's like in the shower, like cold water, <laughs> rocking back and forward, and it's like a film by Penny Marshall. Like it's a different feel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she offers to drive him home. He apologizes. They pull over with all the certainty in the world this is going to work. I'm like, how do you? Did Zold? Did the card this time give you a time? No. Because unless it did, like you're you're gonna walk up to your house as basically the same guy who came in with the New York Giants hoodie earlier in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then she goes to uh, kiss. He leans in for a kiss goodbye. She avoids the lips and instead gives him a kiss on the forehead, which he reluctantly accepts because, yeah, you got to get back to compartmentalizing your life here. It's the right thing. Um, at the end of the movie, uh, when she finds out her real age, she was supposed to kiss him on the lips still. Um, the actress insisted she kiss him on the forehead instead. Right I call. Agree. Right, cool. Yeah. Yep. He leaves the car and then does the wave that is gift forever. This is the T. Hanks thanks yeah. gif. <laughs> Um, she looks away Why for a look moment, away? And, so that we can do the look, look back. And now yeah. he's big, and he's dragging the suit, and it takes him a while <laughs> to realize it. He then sort of smiles. He looks and goes into the house, and he's like, "I'm home, mom," and just plays it like Josh, really like kind Josh? of Josh. Yeah, mom, it's me. <laughs> and that's the movie. You can, you can easily turn this into a horror film. The end of the film. The two boys are walking away from us, and we hear Heart and Souls playing in the background as they're talking about the things that the kids of that age talk about, and we go to credits. May I, just before we hit the end game, ask one question? Go for it. Yeah. Have we considered the impact of everybody about the, what, what happened when adult Josh Baskin leaves? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I like, wouldn't. I... If I may. Yeah. Because they're going to go, where is he? Yeah. They're going to go check. So he's missing. He's got a lease. 
Yep. They go, hey, wasn't there that kid who was always round? Hey, yes. let's ask the secretary. Didn't you say he left his name like 15 times? Yeah. Like This gets linked back to everybody Everything. like that. And there's yeah. a kid with the same name? Yep. Oh, this is gone in moments. Yep. Just I thought. finished this film at like half two. It is quarter to nine. And it, it it's not left to my brain every implication of this film. And I don't think it ever will. Yeah, we are in the end game now. Liam, it's that time. We need a random word, buddy. Piano. Piano! Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Sing me a song, you the piano man. A song I play on acoustic guitar quite frequently. Yeah. <laughs> For anybody who appreciates irony, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that is that. So, if you want to get involved in our uh, random word of the week competition, just go ahead and... Uh, Hit us up on the Twitter at Best Film Ever Pod. Make sure you use the hashtag BFE Random Word. You'll see we already have a thread there, actually, if you type that into your search fe- function or feature on the Twitter. Twitter. Uh, let's talk about the money, money, money. $18 million budget. What does this take home? Ethan. Oh, I'm going to say 53. 53. Georgia. 40. And Liam. 67 you're all really low but liam wins uh this is this is a this is a massive hit 151.7 million dollars wow penny marshall becomes the first female director to direct a movie that grossed more than 100 million dollars at the office with this film wow my god oscar 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 any predictions was there it was good enough two nominations two nominations uh screenplay school best original screenplay oh okay but is it not based off of another one? Yeah. Well, is it, is it for that to be the case, it has to be officially adapted, right? Yeah. Sorry, is that not just plagiarism then? Well, we're, we're going to talk about it, but let's take a look. Because you don't know yet. You don't know what the other one is yet. Um, best actor supporting by Billy. I think we lost the video feed again. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a JPEG, but George is pulling a funny face in it, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we can see the same one. I think Pips pulled the plug out again. Um, Might be worth putting the plug up on top of the box. Well, it's not the plug. It's just the idea that it's all these cords, so he's going to run across at some point. Yeah, if, you, if the box has got the USBs right. on it, it's on the thing. I'm just going to move on. Um, the other nomination is for... Um, Editing? Mr. T. Hanks himself. Oh, really? Best really? actor. I totally judge. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine in this. When he's acting like a kid, he's great. But he acts too young. He acts too young, but he's still good at giving... He doesn't feel like he's an adult. So, yeah. The best time the, dire- I, the problem's the direction, not the acting. The best time I see him play that right age is when they're in the bedroom and they're using squirty cream and... Squirty yep. cream. Squirty, squirty, stri- silly string. Yep. You know, that seems appropriate, where all the other times seem not so Who would you cast as who? I've got I've got a theory here. Oh, okay. I'm gonna okay. cast I'm gonna cast Ethan as young Josh. Yeah. I'm gonna that cast myself as old Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There um, we go. Oh. Who are you gonna be? You know who I'm gonna this is my this is my cast. You can you can you can change it with your own. Okay. I'm gonna make you the jerk. What Paul? Yeah. <laughs> I'm nothing like Paul. Yeah, this isn't who you are. This is this is who you could act to be. Oh, act to be. Remember, we're not oh. we're, we're casting. We're not saying if we were to make this and are based on our lives. Okay, so um, 
I'm going to make this presentation on a on a on a skyscraper that's going to turn into a robot. Yeah, <laughs> just have lots of numbers behind you. Just look serious in a suit. I could do that. There you go. And Georgia, I think it's going to have to be Watson, isn't it? I wouldn't wouldn't sign on. You wouldn't sign on for that no. unless she was. Uh... <laughs> you really can't be Mrs. Baskin, can you? I'd do a brilliant job of it though. Quite young, you'd have to have your own big moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, you could be in the spinoff Little, where Mrs. Baskin goes young. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Yeah, I'm going to have to fix that. Uh, where are we at here? Uh, did this film have a villain problem? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Massively. Yeah, because Paul's. Paul's not really a villain. He's, he's so him. He's a hurdle. I, you know what? I also don't blame him. Not in the sense that okay, he's a guy who's a little bit protective of his spot. Yeah. His girlfriend goes home with the and guy for the night to sleep with him. Yeah, if he was of sound mind. Yeah, like she's she would have done. She's not a good character. No, nope. no, no. But they make it to, out to be like near the end. They're clearly in a relationship. Yes. Oh jeez. And she's like, I don't think we should sleep together. Then. Oh, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> like when 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 you say, hey, you know, oh, we just passed my place. Like the, the limo hauls it into reverse, it right? Does, yeah. Uh, oh, can I be the limo driver? <laughs> You'd rather do that than Paul? Yeah. Oh, Paul's a good part. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 Paul's good. But I do like limo driver. What should this film have been called? It should have been called... <laughs> I will be lit again soon. <laughs> I've totally got the winner. You want to hear mine? Go on. Yeah. No one else has one? Um, I want to hear yours first. You don't mess with the Zoltar. <laughs> oh. yeah no, I, no no one can tell that. no one's beaten that i don't get it there's an adam Sandler film called you don't mess with the zohan oh but if you think about it yeah if you just like left the zoltar i would have loved it he went, i want to be back to being a kid again they made him like six uh, well they make him even older <laughs> turn him into a goat um <laughs> whose story was the obvious Stop kidding around yeah <laughs> <laughs> whose story is it it's obvious whose story it is yeah what's the story here it's kind of wish i mean this is I mean, in very this is like it's a wonderful life but in reverse isn't it mm. what would happen if i was big what would it mean what would my life be like if i could do that right now rather than be with, with what i am it's kind of appreciate what you have when you have it because it'll be gone like that my other thing is right he did a lot in six weeks right he he became an executive uh toy company guy getting paid loads of money right he's now gone back to being a kid yeah. when he becomes that age what happens if he don't have a job that pays that well he knows he can get in the toys actually by that point it'll moved on though won't it moved on yep well's mm. moved on don't know also yeah. why didn't he cash his last check like yeah. paycheck before turning back oh i child? would have <laughs> the one the one last image <laughs> the one last image should have been yeah yeah let's go play baseball tommy and he puts his glove he throws his glove or he grabs his glove from his room and he turns the light off and you see a glow and it like pans over and the peps machines in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> cool peps. Um, I've rigged this. You'd have to pay money. Any musical inspirations? Uh, when I grow up from Matilda. When I grow up. When I grow up. Oh, what's that Beach Boys one? They've, they've when sang. I grow up to be a man. Oh, that's a good one. What I do? When I grow up, I yeah. want to be famous. When I um. movies. Love that bit of pussycat dolls. 
Don't know. Anything from the band Big? <laughs> I'll make a man out of you, but it's sung by the Zoltar Machine. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just all these shots of him playing with toys. Be a man. <laughs> Be a man. He's like playing like go-karts in the middle of the corridors. I just want like a, someone dressed up as Zoltar sat in a box, but singing Genie in a Bottle. I'd enjoy that. Walk like a man. Talk like a man. Lonely Island. <laughs> it's Zoltar again. I'm a dick in a box. Might <laughs> <laughs> be a dick in a box with the flippy floppies. Uh, where are we at here? Um, who started musical inspiration? Real inspiration to Grand. So into Grand. Tell me how similar this is. They were they released six months apart. So the uh, the likelihood of the one finished product even entering the mind of a second is kind of difficult. Okay, this is in French, is it? Italian. Italian. So is this an Italian movie? That yes. Is, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Eight-year-old Marco Maranelli is a bedwetter, scolded by his mother and teased by his classmates. On his birthday, he finds out his father, who is facing economic difficulties, hasn't bought him the Lego he was promised. He runs in tears to his room and puts all his heart into wishing he were big and not subject to these indignities. As a result, he bursts through his clothes in the guise of a 40-year-old man and seeks refuge in the house of his school teacher, who he's secretly in love with. Mentally, he's still eight years old, and it's a puzzle what to do with him until someone discovers he has an uncanny rapport with children then he becomes a full-time and highly requested babysitter but shortly after he's suspected of abducting the by now long missing child marco he then runs out of money and fakes the kidnapping of himself but while being chased by police he eventually turns back into the eight-year-old boy he leaves a letter to francesca who upon realizing the bet the boy and the man were one uses the same magic to go back in time well to regress herself into the role of an eight-year-old girl no it's not the same nah it's far enough away yeah too far away yeah uh, Georgia, I'll let you go ahead while I fix the camera here. Roll of women. Shit in it. Oh, phenomenal. There, hey, hey. We, there needs to be a shirt where that's just, the, <laughs> just those three words. Roll of women. Well, it could be any. I mean, you do Total say about a few things, but it. roll of women is, 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 is a frequent one. Yeah, it's just not good. Like, there's one woman in it, and it's just... <laughs> the mother's good, though. Yeah, but it's such a small part. Like and it, that's the more interesting story is the mother, yeah. And you don't see any of and she it. She shows some great acting chops. Yeah, I, I genuinely believe that you know she's not going to see her son again. No, when and, she talks to. And Billy. then there's the all of the the women that like get their like butt looked at and like sexualized, and the men in the office like sexualize people at the party, and it's just like oh, it's just not worth yeah, it. Yeah, mainly the women are pretty bad in this. Yeah, it's not great. Not my fave. I won't lie, especially Susan. Yeah, and and, like then a, the, and then the one about the who, who the redhead is. Oh, like yeah, that yeah. line is yeah. pretty grim. Yeah, but Susan's a bit of a, a Jekyll and Hyde though, because one minute she comes across as being all right, and then she's very slimy, and you know this person who's sleeping her way to the top, you know, and then the way she is with him is slimy in places and then she's really nice at the end and it's, yeah it's really weird it's just all over the place like you can have characters that are like slimy and sleep the way to the top but that's fine but like yeah. or give them proper character growth if you're going to but they, this doesn't this is just weird and also she's willing to cheat on her boyfriend yeah like uh, drop just, the hat yeah mm. yeah no not a fan in the slightest unfortunately well i think this is i think 
not only that though this is like a boys film like, it's got very boys oh yes yeah, for being two, written by a woman is really strange two like, young two young kids who's like you know are boys uh, how uh, that's another thing so if um billy had been a girl mm. do you think that had a different um well billy's the the the, the one who stays the kid yeah who is the best friend yeah do you think that had been a different different spin not really if i can changes massively not only written by a woman but directed by a woman yeah, yeah. that's really surprising yeah. yeah but i agree i think there is more of a boy's that's very perspective boy to this yeah of course um they remade it for girls in 2004 did they 13 going on 30 yeah oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh yes basically the same premise yeah it's you're not wrong actually you know, you know, <laughs> i'll say this much you know in my opinion this is a much better movie than that was i can't remember I that one remember well enough one. 13 going on 30 was terrible is that That's the one with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? No, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer. You're thinking of Freaky um, Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What's his face? Uh, the guy that's the Hulk. Yeah, Mark Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, there we go. It's oh. like his least favorite thing ever. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Not surprised. Uh, it's atrocious. <laughs> um, where are we at here? Uh, best. Uh, let's talk about positives then. Best character. Let's start with. We'll keep, we keep it kind of snappy. Georgia. Mm, nah, mum. Mum. Yeah. Okay. Liam. Yeah, I like the mum too, but I'm going to go for Billy. Okay. Because I thought that kid who played Billy was brilliant right from the start to the very end. Snappy. He showed. Sorry? Snappy. <laughs> no, carry on. No, you're fine. Keep on. Snappy. I still keep it snappy. So what, what I don't want oh, is. Sorry. is, is sorry. Well, what yeah, I don't want is literally this. I don't want people interrupting each other and making it turn into a longer thing. No, I thought the kid did really well playing against young Josh and playing against Tom Hanks. And I thought he was. Uh, he showed a lot of depth in his character and. I thought it was good. Cool. Liam. Uh, Liam. Ethan. Uh, Billy. Billy's fun. Yeah. He's great. He's sort of the heart and soul for this film for me. Uh, yeah, he's that character. He's like Janice, Ian, and uh, whatever the guy's name is. Again, I'm, I'm Mean Girls. I'm going to reference it again. We know when our when our our protagonist has gone too far when he goes, hey, man, you're different. <laughs> That's the cue. I'm going to go with Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks has asked to do a whole lot in this film and does most of it incredibly well. Uh, yeah, he gets the age part wrong in places. I think that's direction. I don't think that's acting. I think, I Rob, think Rob De Niro would have done better. I think as far as, can you imagine him doing <laughs> some you? the silly string and just, no. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Cuckoo Pop. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, he would have... Snappy he would look Sorry. I wanted to make, I wanted to try and make a joke about that film. What was it? Heat. Yeah, never mind. Fuck it. Another film that it should have made Snappy. Heat. <laughs> Uh, where are we at here? Uh, best moment or element? Georgia, do you have one? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Liam. My favourite moment is the bit that made me well up, and that's the bit where she goes into Josh's room mm. and she's she's looking around. She's wondering whether she's going to see her boy again. This is Mrs. Baskin, Mrs. yeah? Mrs. Baskin, yeah. And she comes across the walkie-talkie and uh, Billy comes across it. If Sorry. Because... She shows genuine emotion, and I think she's not going to. She's realised that she's not going to see her son again, and she's trying to make peace with that. And that's that's a hard thing for a parent. If if you rob Mrs. Baskin, does that make you a Mrs. Baskin Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> you can wait to say that, could you? But that's a genuine moment that made me well up. I think she's right um, to Carol Baskin. <laughs> is that the Tiger King one? Yeah. Yeah. Um. The the it. it the the piano scene's great. It it like that that's movie magic stuff right there. Like I'm I'm enthralled by it. But to be different, um, 
it's when he's alone in the hotel and the mm. guns are going off and he just starts crying because I watched it, forgetting that this happened because I haven't seen it since I was eight, so that's like three days ago. Um, and I went, oh, wow, I completely forgot about this absolute tonal shift of a film. Um, and then that never really happens again, but I appreciate it. Oh, I'm struggling to think of anything newer so i'm gonna go with i mean you guys have hit the, the best scenes and the cinematography i think is good but there's nothing there's nothing else here but i'm like from from a non-story perspective i want to highlight this yeah. so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with it, it's it's iconic for a reason it's heart and souls mm. yeah it's good it's where you realize that it's not just him who's got this sort of you know childlike wonder in him maybe there's a little bit of it i guess that's the message of the film right there's a little bit of childlike wonder in all of us and we'd all be better adults if we acted a little bit more like a child yeah well even the the guy who who's run the the, the toys thing yeah, that's what i'm talking about yeah he, he, he's the same isn't he? yeah he's the yeah. he's the ultimate edification of that that's yeah. why he he progresses so quickly in his career because the boss goes you get it yeah, yeah. so um georgia I get it. we'll go with you i, I, I get it <laughs> georgia i grumble I just don't like it. It's a boys' film. I don't like the tone of it, and even like the moments that like you guys pointed out was good, which they are. The mum in the bedroom is in a is a beautiful scene, and the him crying on the sofa on the bed is beautiful. But like Ethan said, it's a complete tonal shift. Like it comes out of nowhere, and it doesn't really make it makes some sense, but not like a hundred percent sense for the rest of the film. And then the scene in the with the mum in the bedroom is ruined by Billy slamming the window on her and like being a bit like, oh yeah, well he'll come back, like. It's just... I'm going to go to sleep now. Yeah, like, none of it has got depth to it. This whole thing is just... We had this idea. It's incredibly one-dimensional. No. Nothing much really happens with any depth. It's all just on the surface, and it, I, I don't... I hear you, and the problem is... And so you're 100% right. But the problem is, if you look at this movie with any depth, this whole movie falls apart. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because if, yeah, you, if you think about Mrs. Baskin's journey yeah. at all, yeah. like none of these characters should be having any good time whatsoever. Nope. Nope. No. So we need as the audience to forget about Mrs. Baskin just as much as the kids do. Yeah. I don't like myself for doing it. No. Liam. Uh, mine is uh, the change from the child to the adult is overnight. And then <laughs> the adult to the child is it within an hour or half an hour? Everyone or? knows the, 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 the ride home. How do you know that's going to... Like you said, how... How do you know? Yeah, yeah. He could have walked up to that door and gone, oh, not yet. I call this from dusk till dawn logic. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> when everybody else gets bit by the vampires and they turn into a vampire instantly. Yeah. But when the priest, he goes, I think I have about an hour, so I'm <laughs> yeah. going to bless all this holy water. <laughs> how do you know? I know. <laughs> yeah. That's just... Uh, uh, Ethan. I don't want to be like, oh, internal logic this, because like it, it's a silly kids film, and we've made enough jokes about it. Yep. This is a very fast-paced film, um, but because of that, we don't really get enough time to properly understand a lot of our characters. Yep. Because it's just, hey, here's Josh. He Quickly, he wants to be big. Josh is big now. Here's Billy. Billy is his best friend. <laughs> oh, what happened to mum? I don't know. And then we kind of just breeze past everything. And oh, it's been six weeks. There's all time machines back. It's a, I don't know. It, like, it is just, it's piece after piece to make you go, oh, I remember that's funny. That's, that's a funny thing. Josh does have a dad, right? There was a guy with them at the carnival. Was that a dad? A stepdad? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I saw him again after. No. 
Um, all right, I'm gonna do mine. Uh, I got I got a twofer, but I'm gonna slam through them quickly because the first one's exactly that. This movie's way too as slow as it felt. I know Georgia felt it was slow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 also really really like nothing happens. No, That's it's yeah. a film with this very little actually. It's like, what's boring. the plot? It's just serious. He money. gets a job. Yeah, yeah, it's boring. He goes to a party. They go home. They, it's a bunch of stuff that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, more than what does happen. Like, I, what was the most exciting? Was, was it the squash match? Because even that's not like it was just like no, we don't have time to spend on any of this because we got to move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's my first one. But the second one is, and we said it a bunch of times. Josh, at it, it's, it's it's the Shazam problem that Ethan was talking mm. about. It's the idea that when he goes, when he's an adult playing a kid, he's playing a much younger kid than the kid was ever playing. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't know where that line is. And I think that's a Penny Marshall problem and not a time. He's just doing what he was asked to do. Yeah. So he's great at doing what he was asked to do. Penny Marshall couldn't figure it out. And I think was pushing younger. But if it's younger, then your kid's got to be younger. But if your kid's too young, you can't do the things you want to do. No, exactly. So short does not mean 10. It just means short. Yep. So there we go. Well said. Uh, thank you. Uh, anybody's best role ever, Tom Hanks. No. <laughs> forget Saving Private Ryan. Forget Forrest Gump. Forget Philadelphia. Big. The guy who played Billy. Yeah, we don't know him from anything, anything else. else. I don't think there's anybody who I've seen in multiple things where I'm going, this is their best, with the exception of maybe the dad from, from Home Alone. I think he's better in this than Home Alone. Do you? I do, but he doesn't have much to do in Home Alone, does no, he? No, he doesn't. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's go ahead and maybe the I don't knows will stop here. Let's go with. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Much like, was her name Sarah? Was it the female lead? Susan. Susan. Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. Oh, no. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you, 15, 16, 13? <laughs> And then she's like, maybe in 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hang on, hang on to my number. I'm like, that is yeah, not aged no, well. No. God's sake. Stupid fucking Anyway. Thing. I think she's trying to let the kid down gently, but I mean, this is this is a it's, movie where she's done nothing wrong until this point. No. Yeah. This is on Disney+. Plus. They had the goal to be like, we need to CGI. Another Tom Hanks magic movie. We need to CGI the butt crack a bit with some hair, but that stays in. Anyway, That's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Mm. 33. 26. Uh, what were we, 88? No, I, I want to change my vote. <laughs> <laughs> no one else has said anything yet. So what was yours? 33. 31. Yeah, around about there. 32. <laughs> okay, I was nearly going to give that to Georgia and Ian, but Liam has it bang on the money. He's 32. Well, there we go. That's around about thereabouts. <laughs> I'm glad I shifted. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way they're making reference to him being 30 if he's not 30 no, as an actor. No. There's no way. Uh, then we have Elizabeth Perkins, Susan. Oh. 27. 26. I think she's older. 33. That is George's. She's 28. Yeah. So it's not, it's bad, but it's not as bad as it could be, I guess. Anyway, Robert Lozier. Oh, the toy guy. Toy guy. Heart and Souls. Heart 65. 58. 61. We are now tied because Ian is correct. Hey. He's 58. Hey, wow. Well uh, then we have John Hurd, the man who sucks at. Wiffle ball? I forgot what it's called. Squash. 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 34. 
35. Ooh, you're right around there. I was going to say 34, so I'll go with it. 37. That is Ian's, because he is 40. Wow. wow. I knew he was uh, Then we have the two little youngsters. So we have Billy. <sighs> Billy. 12. 14. I'll go 13. <laughs> he is 14. That is Liam's. Nice. And then Ooh. finally, young Josh. 13. Yeah, I think he's a year younger. 12. <laughs> 14 again then. Liam, you're good at this because he's also 14. <laughs> there we go. Liam with the one. There's three to Liam, one to Georgia, two to Ian. Wow. Oh, Ooh. so other there. Okay. With the kids, it's so much more difficult. Sorry. With the kids. Mm. There is no room. There's no wiggle room. No. When you get to those older guys, we can be off like seven years and still win. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, time for the critics. The critics. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ebes. While Georgia looks that up, 7.3 on IMDb. You want to guess the Rotten Tomato score? I've seen it and I hate it. Uh, 87. I'll remind you that Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, was 95%. Yep. Oh, God, it's going to be like 98% positive. Now, remember, that's not a metric out of 100. It's just a percentage of of critics who gave it a favorable review. But still, so universally liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Georgia, what do we got? Um, So I couldn't find... Roger Ebert hasn't written about Big. Not that I could find. Okay. Um, So I have got Dave Kerr from the Chicago Tribune who says, when Marshall brings Hanks and Perkins together, she discovers a grace and lightness in their relationship that transcends the pinched thematics of the script. Um, then we have got Jonathan Rosenbaum, the Chicago reader. He says, as far as the movie's message is con- um, considered, if only grown-ups could be more like kids, Jerry Lewis did an infinitely better of- job of plugging it in the 50s. That's like one of the only um, like rotten reviews on the top critics. It's, and it's not even particularly rotten. No, it's, it's um, kind of just... Saying mm, something yeah. else has done it better. And then Gene Siskel from the Chicago Tribune said, not a major movie, but a pleasing one. Friend of Ebes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking to see myself. Yeah, I can't find it. So, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, Siskel's close. He's he's his partner, so I guess we'll call him Ebes adjacent. Yep. Uh, okay, great. So then it's about, uh, while you look up the friends of the podcast, I'll say that I put out a poll, as I'm known to do, and asked if it's a good film, great film, okay film, great film, good film, okay film, or poor film. 50% good film. Okay. But 37% great films. 87% oh, will wow. say it's great, it's good or great. So that's a, a f- which I feel that's how it gets that 98% rating. It must be. Is things yeah. like people go, yeah, it's a good film, but they're, not, they're, they're stopping well short of calling it great. Well, at least for literally half of our of our peeps went yeah. good, but not great. Yeah. So I, was expecting, I was expecting like you were going to be like great and okay, because that's the two barometers that I can feel like. Yep. Twitter would go. So that was that. What did our friends of the podcast have to say? Uh, so we got one from Hermes who says, you know, I'll just come out and say it. Although Tom Hanks isn't icky, I never found him to be a particularly good actor either. This film is one of my least favourite performances for him. Creepy, annoying, and mostly just a bunch of 80s nonsense for which I have no nostalgia for. I'm sorry, but I could never buy into this one. Should be fun listening to you guys pick it apart, though. What's the scuttlebutt? Yeah, and I appreciate the deep cut where he referred to Tom Hanks as Icky. Icky. That's a, that's yeah. that's a, that's a throwback to my mom. Mm-hmm. So that's a deep cut from someone who's listened to us for a long time. Thanks a lot, Hermes. Uh, and then we got one from Richard, 
who says, this is aged a bit weirdly to say the least, <laughs> ignoring the strangely dark tone of the kidnapping stuff, his poor yeah. mother, Jesus Christ, yeah. and ignoring the really weird ending moments between the two leads. Originally, they were supposed to kiss and that, so it could have been worse, I guess. And ignoring that the fact the 32-year-old woman bangs was essentially a 13... Um, ostensibly sorry a 13 year old boy and seems pretty fine with it there is actually a fun and um affable family comedy in the middle of it all it's a miracle it works as well as it does and it's a it's miracle's name is tom hanks he is ludicrously good in this and he makes me smile pretty much every time he does some dumb kid shit uh none of that stuff i mentioned at the start really matters that much it's all right it's good i like it and then we have got one more from Dwayne smith says uh Big has a massive or big place in my life. I have seen it so many times. There is so much nostalgia tied up in it for me. And it's a true comfort film. It's totally 80s. It's funny, heartwarming, heartbreaking, feel good and extremely relatable to a boy who grew up in the 80s. Uh, There is even some magic. Tom Hanks is perfect to play Big Josh. He has a childlike quality and portrays a lost child in a grown up world so well. The kids who who play Billy and Josh are totally authentic and feel like real friends. The story, while elaborate and very lucky, could could actually happen apart from the magic of waking up big of course there are so many quotable lines and memorable scenes the music being 80s of course awesome uh the song that the boys sing is so good and tom hanks still remembers all the words now i would will always love this film and will still watch it when i'm 80 suckers (laughs) thank you for the positive spin it's nice to read someone who finds it to be so important to their formative uh years especially considering i think Dwayne's pretty similar in age to me and you yeah so it's just interesting to kind of go um, where it's kind of missed our radar. He was quite quite in on it, it looked like. Or at least it missed my radar when it was initially out. Maybe, maybe it was that. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, it's time for me again with some critics. Not critics. Uh, our critics are our fledgling fandom. Woohoo. If you will. Thank you. Lucky hey, look, look at you covering there for, for a little bit of uh, I know, it's good noise there. That is progress. Yeah. That is progress. I can make noise. It's just not usually tangible sentences. Josh, my next favorite movie, says, One of my favorites from childhood. Showed it up to the kids' kids recently, and it held up for me. Even if the Elizabeth Perkins stuff is a little uncomfortable at times. <laughs> I actually got to visit a Zoltar machine in California a few years back. Cool. Uh, Lestat. Hey. Says, Big is so much fun. Uh, Ed from the Film Effect Podcast, great to hear from you again, buddy, says, like Josh, 1988's Big was a childhood staple of mine, although I haven't watched a movie in maybe 15 years. Need to rectify that. That's all I've got, though. Hope you have a hell of an episode. I'll be listening. Josh, uh, not Josh, Ed, I'm really curious to hear what you think of it kind of 15 years down the road. Uh, I know you kind of see films from the same sort of micro perspective as we do, so it'll be interesting to see what your thoughts are on some of the topics that we've brought up today. Uh, 42nd Street Forever podcast. Interesting name. Well, Mm, thanks for uh, chipping in. Says, I always enjoyed this movie. Tom Hanks playing a kid is just a lot of fun to watch, seeing how he navigates the adult world and that his innocence charms almost everyone. And then finally, Nostalgia Cast says, we covered big in a mini, sorry, episode. And yeah, while many of his ideas and narrative choices haven't aged too well in 35 years, there's still a lot of charm to it, especially from Hanks and Perkins. Also, it could have been a lot worse if anyone but Marshall had directed directed it interesting because i think i gotta put the flaws of this movie somewhere and i think i have put them at penny marshall's door yeah that's what i think i've done yeah uh one last story if i may 
Good for Yeah. This is an interview about Barry Sonnenfeld getting the job as cinematographer and the, the fights he had with Penny Marshall. Yeah, cool. So um, Marshall described what she wanted for the visual language of the film. When the kid's a kid, the camera should be low and naive. When he's transformed into an adult, the camera should be higher and more sophisticated. And Sonnenfeld disagreed. He said, would it just be okay if I made it look nice? He was promptly shown the door. He continued, we liked each other as people. But she truly disliked me as a cinematographer. Apparently, Marshall detested making decisions, preferring to roll film on as many options as possible, which often got in the way of Sonnenfeld and Greenhut's desires to pre-plan. In fact, Marshall couldn't even decide initially on whether Elizabeth Perkins should be a blonde or a redhead. So the first night of Big, they shot it both ways, switching out wigs rapidly, moving as quickly as they could. Sonnenfeld tells one story where she admits she wanted to get him fired. She, he said to her at one point, if you don't want me, you should get someone else. I'll understand. She went, no. They said, I can't fire you. <laughs> uh, he, 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 she went, it's okay. It's just that you're not very good. Uh, did Marsha ever pay a compliment to Sonnenfeld? Just once. After production wrapped, when viewing the final color-corrected print of the film, Marshall said this, I never thought you were a good cameraman, but you picked a nice film stock. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall, then, who's obviously the kind of person who, bit, like Ted Lasso, builds her team up, right? Yeah. yeah. Tells the LA Times that she never thought Tom Hanks was a particularly good actor, so she made sure to surround him with good actors to make him seem better. Wow. Oh Call him Icky. We got my mom there. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she ate your words a few years later. Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, she's not Jeez. with us, bless her, but... Uh, yeah, there is that. So, I do you think he's grown as an actor, though? You look at the early movies. Grown. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's a different title, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, grown, yeah. Um, no, I mean, he's... I watch... It's interesting, because when this thing ended, Disney wanted to show me, Disney Plus wanted me to show Turner and Hooch, and I watched Turner and yeah. Hooch after a while, uh, and went, you can see the hints of who Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks is in this movie. Like you can see the great actor waiting to come out. Yeah. And I think the problem with this is because it's so kiddie in nature, you got to look real hard mm. to find Tom Hanks in there. But he's there. Yeah. He's there. You know what it feels like? <laughs> you ever see, you've seen the hook, right? Yep. Yeah. There's the bit where there's this big fat kid. Yes. And he goes up to Robin Williams and he sort of pushes his face back. Yeah. And then finally he goes, there you are, Peter. Yeah, yeah. That's me in this movie with Tom Hanks. There you are, Tom. I'm going, there you are. You're there. You're just hidden underneath this Layers. movie. Yeah. So there we are. If you like this film or episode, you'll like it. We got seven other films with Tom Hanks in them. Plus, we did a Tom Hanks special, Hanks for the Memories. So yeah, go check did. out all of that stuff. Uh, check out, I know the one that Georgia actually likes is A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah, it's like one of uh, the only Tom Hanks. Toy Story? Like. Uh, yeah, those yeah. Check out Toy Story. Check out Forrest Gump. Yeah. With Jay Salahi. Check out... Oh, jeez. I don't even remember half the films we've done now. Oh, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, That's a good one. Brilliant movie. Yeah. yeah. So there's lots of good Tom Hanks stuff there. You can't go too far. It's never too long before BFE tackles a Tom Hanks movie. Because nah. the stuff's so good. <laughs> jeez. <laughs> at one point we'll do one of these media madness things with best actors i'll just look forward to you like keeping it like begrudgingly voting for the other guy and watching him lose in every round <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'll be a fun one to do actually when it we would. get around to it that would. uh yeah so uh if you like we said that already uh time for our ratings our ratings. should we start low and work our way higher let's do that let's go with georgia first 
Yeah, I don't think it's any surprise. I don't like it, and I don't even think it's that that well made. Like the only redeeming grace is that piano scene because there's obviously a lot of effort that's gone into it. And like Ethan said, that is a little bit of movie magic that they managed to make that happen practically, and the actors actually put the effort in to do that. It's impressive. Um, other than that, don't like it. Don't think it's great. Gonna give it uh, five shut down toy ideas out of ten. So it barely just meets that like it's yeah. a passable film kind of level. Yeah, okay. I did. I don't hate it, but I, I don't like it in no, any way. You're fine. Uh, let's go, Ethan. We'll kind of we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of age this one up a little bit. <laughs> Although, yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll go to our youngest member of the pod anyway. Ethan, what do you got? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoy this. It's a silly, goofy movie, and like. This is a film that I, if it was on at Christmas, this passed like the Christmas litmus test. If it's on on TV, I just go, yeah, I'll put big one. Why not? It's a family film. Go ahead. Um, is it great? No, it's fun. Could it be better? Without a doubt. Has it got loads of problems in its internal logic? Oh boy, you betcha. It's also because <laughs> I'm an adult and it, I can't stop thinking about the traumatic thing that this film like creates. But it's a really fun kids film and kids from like, I don't know, let's say like the 80s to 2010, born around that time. That's a that's a big enough period. They'll go, yeah, it's really fun. I get it. Maybe kids now won't, but I do. I don't give a shit. It's my film now. Um, so for that. What are you saying? I like the film. Uh, I'm going seven years of therapy that Susan will need out of ten. <laughs> yeah, well said. Well, the last bit. Uh, <sighs> felt like I was held hostage for several weeks. <laughs> Liam, what you got? Okay, this film, um, I loved this as a kid. I want to do all these things i um saw where josh was coming from when i was that age and growing up in the 80s there's a lot of nostalgia tied up for me in this and i really did like this film um like pure usual though we break it down and <laughs> you know i see things i hadn't seen before here to ruin your childhood <laughs> memories it's the bfe <laughs> I'll need seven years therapy. <laughs> um, but you're right. I mean, I still I still enjoy this film. There are a lot of um, wrong things with this film, and there are a lot of things that don't quite marry up. But I still enjoy watching it, and I still enjoyed, at the end, watching it. So I'm just going to give this a lower score than I was originally going to give. So... Seven and a half piano keys out of ten. Seven and a half piano keys. Yeah. All right. Not quite a full octave. <laughs> Close. Close. I, I originally had like eight and a half in my head. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after watching it and seeing things differently and analyzing it. Uh... Um, I never read out the Patreon score last week live around the table. Yes. It was you. You were the voice of the people. 7.33. And you said seven and a half. Yep. So there we go. So you've given Big and Two Towers the same score. Yeah, They're the same they often, film, they often they get referenced, don't they? <laughs> but again, in Howard Shore thought so. He did both. But again, in 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 different ways, there's different things about like nah, what lacks in one thing, you know, adds up in another. I so. thought it was, I thought, what a what a strange coincidence! I know, right? Um, 
this is wish fulfillment, just like Home Alone's wish fulfillment. And I've said that. And as a child, there's something very, very um, basic about that. Mm Because when you're a child, you're sort of singularly minded. Yep. Not to say that children or teenagers are without empathy. Some have it. (laughs) But, you know, I think even my my own thing, when you're a kid especially, you're the most important thing in your own universe more often than not. And that means you don't think about anybody but yourself. And this movie requires us not to think about anybody else except for Tom (laughs) Hanks and what he's going through. Because if we think about anybody else for a moment, oh, my God. We cry. Exactly. So with that being said, it is a fun movie that has warmth and a little bit of heart if you look at it in the most selfish way possible. Yeah. So it's a bit of a complicated mess of a film. I will still say, I think I'm the embodiment of the Rotten Tomatoes score where I'm going, yeah, it's a good movie. Mm. Just. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to kind of put my score down on there. So I am going to give this seven punches in the stomach out of ten. Cool. Seven hit me in the stomach seven more times. I knew I'd be be the higher one out of everybody. Because I do, I do still well, enjoy this movie. But. Who's the voice of the people on the Patreon? I'm thinking it's the sevens, but we'll see kind of where we're at here. Yeah, it comes out with 6.6. Does it? Yeah, oh, well, wow, the, okay. there was a nine and a five and a six, so. The nine's obviously Dwayne Smith. Yeah. Yeah, and the five oh, and the six are the other two. So I think Dwayne's <laughs> the same, though. Nostalgia. You and Dwayne th- are, often line up, as do you, you and know. Julene. Yeah, so there yeah, we go. yeah. yeah. So we're going, if you want to know, so that'll go into this at 6.6 in the Patreon will go its way into our overall rating. This will come in lower than Lord of the Rings in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. which feels pretty accurate. I'm thinking. <laughs> feels right. Feels about right. Uh, so there we go. So big film summer will continue uh, next week. And uh, the question is, what are we doing next week? I'm looking forward to next week. <laughs> you couldn't have made this up. Really? We couldn't have rigged it and planned it and scripted it with actors if we tried. Small soldiers. Because I was not. You, you want to you know who, who did small, small soldiers? No. If I'm thinking correctly, small soldiers, the what? There's just a little thing with the little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing? yeah. The army guys. Yeah. Written by Anne Spielberg. Really? What are, odds, what are the odds of that? Wow. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that, but <laughs> just like I said, you can't script these things sometimes, nope. even if you think you might try. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Because when Hermes and I threw down the gauntlet about Jim Carrey, I did not think I'd be saying good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Ah, nice. What do you do when the paranoia is real and everybody really is out to get you? Yeah. We're not, we're going to ask the question how good is Jim Carrey as an actor next week when we do the Truman Show? I think he's good in this. I do. So there we go. Truman Show next week. The film that made me think, for a while anyway, Jim Carrey was was was, was a strong actor. So we'll see. Wow. And there's only one reason I'm smiling currently. It is because? I'm not here next week. <laughs> 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 but we still got a so Georgia came around, and the first thing she said, just before you got here, Liam, was, I'm not here next week, remember? And I went, okay, let me tell you what you're missing. And I went, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> Georgia has not been quiet about the fact she hates the Truman Show. Hate it. But her, she won't be putting a, you can watch if you want and put a score, and I don't think she will be. So. No, I won't. I will not put myself through that again. This one who would have had a, a natural axe to grind. So that's good in the sense that George is going, I wouldn't have been able to be impartial. So therefore. It genuinely would have been a two or a three. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So oh, we'll, wow. we'll, we'll take a look anyway about we have next week. We'll, uh, we'll have the three of us. I'll put out the invite to Megs. I think her show's over by Sunday. Oh, cool. Yeah, it so is. So maybe yeah. she'll be available to, she can find some time during the week. I know she's on half term. 
So mm-hmm. maybe she'll find it. So there we go. So uh, we want to thank, as always, our Patreon backers. That's Julian Hermes, James de Guzman, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Dwayne Smith. The Yeetmeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Callan, Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike, Richard, Ryan Kukets, and the Canadian Chris Dykstra. Oh, Canada, indeed. If you want to find out how you can help support the podcast, there's a couple of ways you can do it. The first one is you can just tell a friend. Yeah. Pass along, say, hey, really, if you really like it, go, hey, really like this. They're not short-winded. No, they're not. Especially not with Ethan back. But. Or Mix. But. No, Mix. But. But, but but here's what they have, and, and I like to give it a shot. The second way is, if you think there's some value there, we're very happy and proud and privileged and humbled the pot is self-sustaining at this point. And that comes to some people who have said, I find value in this and would like to uh, contribute financially to help keep the pod coming to me, usually twice a week. Um, I find it very humbling, humbling. 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 Yeah, I couldn't get the words out. I noticed. <laughs> I was trying to put a baboon in there. A humbling. Humbling. And if, <laughs> yeah. what do you find humbling, Liam? <laughs> <laughs> I find it humbling that people want to pay to listen to us. Yeah. And uh, if you would like to continue to humble Liam, uh, <laughs> we'll make him say that word on air next week. Uh, I probably won't be able to say it then. Patreon.com slash BFE. That's all it is. We kept it simple for you. Uh, George does a great job uh, sort of manning the Patreon, so thank you very much. Well, for all that takes every week every week is one thing that it's it's nice to know that that's taken care of so even the weeks i'm not here even the weeks she's not here she puts the stuff up so thank you very much see so i guess all that's left to do is put a put a bow on this Mm -hmm. all right so please join us next week when we tackle the jim carrey everybody's watching you film the truman show Ed Harris is great in it. He is. I like Ed Harris. <laughs> Four. Best film ever. I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. Oh, my God. My brain stopped. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Pips to do a buck. <laughs> so, Georgia went into some great detail this week about what she felt about the film, what she liked about it, which wasn't much, what she didn't, which was a whole lot more. <laughs> I guess you could say in layman's terms. She didn't get it. (laughs) Hit her in the stomach two more times. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop.